For streaming, creating, gaming, and more, power your passions for less during Dell's exceptional cyber savings event. Enjoy up to $400 off stunning laptops like the XPS, along with high-performance desktops and next-level Alienware systems, redefining what's possible with 10th-gen Intel Core processors. Shop special prices on top-brand electronics and accessories, plus enjoy free shipping on everything. Don't forget to ask for Intel when you call 1-800-BUY-DELL. That's 1-800-BUY-DELL. Hello, it is Tuesday, October 9th already, by the way. Halloween season is almost upon us. Grinch and Santa Claus <laughs> is only a couple weeks away. Thanksgiving, a nice American holiday where uh, you get to just yep. eat whatever the hell you want is right around the corner. And I just got back from Los Angeles, a place that is not very similar to America. <laughs> place was wild over there, bro. Place was wild. Got a chance to shake a lot of hands. Got to meet Jim Rome. That's a legend in the making. Yeah, yes. Yep. Not in the making. Legend already made. Mm-hmm. And it's like, now I I wasn't a huge Jim Rome fan, right? Big mm-hmm. time West Coast guy. Mm-hmm. Huge name, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I know who Jim Rome is. Everybody and their mom has an impression of Jim Rome. Ty. <laughs> hilarious. Pat <laughs> McAfee is hilarious. <laughs> so everybody has one. And I've only seen... The impressions of Jim Rome, I think, mm-hmm. more than I've seen Jim Rome. Yeah. So then when you meet Jim Rome, in my head, I see all the impressionists doing Jim Rome. And then he starts talking. I'm like, those impressionists pretty spot. <laughs> <laughs> he was so nice, though. Mm-hmm. So, so friendly. He has a studio that's in Costa Mesa, which is a two-hour trip in traffic away from everything in L.A. Mm-hmm. So he was all the way down there, but we get there. He had a great setup with CBS Sports. And honestly, as soon as I get there, I go right into the studio, basically, and we're live. So I didn't have the chance to really have like the, the sit-in moment, like, oh, I'm with Jim Rome. Cause, so while we go live, in my head, I just see all the people that have been impressionists of Jim Rome. Yeah. And I'm like kind of like baffled at a second. And I hear him talking and he sounds exactly like his impression. <laughs> and it was just a wild moment. Then I go get lunch with him. Capital Grill. Got your lunch on. Mm-hmm. I love nice. That killed me. He said, let's go get our lunch on. I almost <laughs> fell out of my chair laughing. I, dude, I couldn't handle it. Because it's, and it's, Jim Rome was very nice to me and he's a good guy. But it's like you're with a caricature of a human. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's a cartoon. Because all, everybody, and I told him that. I was like, hey, man. I don't know how you ever reacted to the impressions, but anybody that has every human that does impressions has an impression of you, it has to be quite a compliment. And he said, yeah. He was like, yeah, I enjoy it. I like mm-hmm. it. But for me, it was like, I was with it. It was awesome. <laughs> we go get lunch, bought me a nice steak. Mm-hmm. We kept it moving. Really nice. good guy. Got a chance to hang out with Rich Eisen, mm-hmm. which was, he had me in the studio for an hour. That was an awesome. Yeah. <laughs> an hour and 15 minutes. Nice I was studio. There. Very nice studio. That's what I've been realizing. We go to Bleacher Report. Like, this is the nicest studio I've ever seen in my goddamn life. We go to Jim Rome's. I go to Jim Rome's. I'm like, this is nice. And then I go to Rich Eisen's. It's like, I actually asked him. I said, who's paying for all this? He was like, DirecTV. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I pay them a lot of money. <laughs> so this is me, Rich. You're welcome, Rich. I always wanted to tell him, you're welcome for this studio. He's got a putting green in there. The lighting's incredible. A couple jibs, I think is what they're called. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful, though. I'm very thankful for Rich Eisen for letting me on there for an hour. Ain't nobody let me on for an hour. Several huge laughs during that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I had a good time. Yeah, and you could tell, like, uh, there usually isn't a lot of laughter on that show. You know what I mean? Like, And it was a 
change of pace for them, and his guys were having a blast. I Tra- thoroughly enjoyed you got you dropping the third hour of the show line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh I used to host the show. I used to host the show. The third hour's tough. <laughs> it's true, though. They all looked at each other like, oh, you're yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little insider talk, you know? I was like, hey, I've been in here. I've been in your seat before. That third hour does get a little dry, and I'm happy I could be here. They were very nice. Everybody was so hospitable. Mm-hmm. So, so hospitable. Got a chance to hang out at the Fox NFL Sunday uh, office, basically, mm-hmm. all Sunday. And to make the For the Brand videos, I tried to make one. You guys were sending me videos, which I'm very thankful because I couldn't just be recording. It was the, a busy-ass day, too. Very. Mm-hmm. Busy day. It always is, by the way. And I think you guys were learning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I yeah. did for sure. So my Sundays, the For the Brand days, are not a day off. Nope. No, it no, is no, no, very... No. Hard work. There's a, It's not hard work. People that, like, <laughs> do the lumber and... I understand your jobs are much more military people, cops, <laughs> firefighters. Very. I understand that it's much harder. But it is not just staring at every game, attempting to catch every single fourth down thing, mm-hmm. is a bit of a mind fuckery there for well, a while. Well, yeah. something was up too because you were texting us before things were happening. Yeah, yeah. You're like, you're, you're like you what's going on? Feed, you had a early, your, your feed was definitely since you were in Fox. Was I mean, definitely I was in Fox. <laughs> you're like, what's going on in Buffalo? We're like, what's, what's he talking about? But and then we would see. But it. Yeah. having to just being a watcher of years, just like at the announcer's fault, when fourth down comes, you kind of just like your brain goes numb. You don't even, look, but. Having to adjust and watch, yeah, it's a wild situation, and it's tough because the, they go straight to commercial you know, directly yeah, yeah. after. Mm-hmm. So if you want to take any comment about it, you have to find a way to end it quickly, and you have mm-hmm. to get out there. So the for the brand videos, I love making them, but whenever I'm not in the office mm-hmm. with six TVs in front of me, it's very difficult. So we had to figure out a way. You guys stepped up. I appreciate you so much, and you guys send me videos of things happening. Right, amazing Grosby, rough day, bro. Yeah, <laughs> rough day, guys. <laughs> Might be a new holder. We talked to Matt Hasselbeck about all this because Hasselbeck is my holder. Yeah, yeah. You're going to enjoy the conversation with Hasselbeck. You're going to enjoy the conversation with the new day from the WWE that's awesome coming dudes. up. Awesome dudes. Mm-hmm. Just hung out at the studio here for like an hour and a half. Chill as fuck. Yeah, they have a lot of fun. They do. Yeah. Good time. What you see on TV resonates. Yeah. They're good people. But uh, Mason Crosby had a rough one. If five yeah. kicks missed in one day. Could be the rookie holder, though. Nobody's talking about having a brand new holder. That is a big mm-hmm. deal. The rookie holder is a big deal. They seem to get along. J.K. Scott does the the head tap after he messes up. They seem like they, you know, the holds look good, but there's something going on with Mason Crosby. I don't know what he's been good for too long to get these yips out of nowhere. Can that happen like mid year too? Because he he was like ten of eleven going into the game. Like he had been very consistent and very good. Paralysis by analysis. Well, That's mm-hmm. exactly what it is. But Graham Gano. Coming in with a 63-yard dong shot. So the videos are getting sent to me by these guys, to me sitting in the Fox Studios, by the way. The first (laughs) time I tried to make it for the brand video, I went out into the hallway, and I had my AirPods in because I'm a big-time person. Mm -hmm. I got AirPods in. Mm -hmm. And I'm screaming at my phone during the video. That's what I'm doing. I'm screaming at my phone over the video. And somebody pokes their head out of an editor's bank, gives me like the throat (laughs) slice. Like, oh, you probably hear me. I'm yelling. So I would have to go all the way out in the goddamn parking lot, record the video, and then walk all the way back in. Colin Coward told me I look like a crazy person walking in and screaming at the phone. Very thankful for that. I was wondering why like more didn't happen now, I know, because Colquitt had a fucking bomb for the Browns. Bomb and inside to 10 2 in overtime. Completely changed field position for them. And he he went wild after. Yeah, it would have been awesome, but I didn't want to walk all the way outside. (laughs) I like Britton Colquitt a lot. I like what he did. I like the celebration. I like he talked shit. I think the Judon, by the way, guy said he was going to put a beam on him. Yeah, yeah. Nick actually brought that up while we were watching. Yeah, so fucking guy. That video had all the recipe and ingredients yep. for a huge one for me. 
But I was wearing all black, and it was a it was a fifteen minute walk every single time. I'm like, do I want to get up? Because there was a chance for a kick for a game winner too. Correct. So it was it like was I the same time as Ganell. Exactly. I couldn't get up and move. So I'm in like a bad. I was in a bad spot. <laughs> I was in a bad spot. But I feel like the, the brand came through. Yeah. That Ganell watching the control room at Fox is wild. Because they got to move games from one market to mm-hmm. another because there's rules. So there's like this MKO rule, mandatory kickoff rule, that for Philadelphia, Philadelphia and uh, Minnesota. Minnesota, Minnesota were kicking off. So Philadelphia markets and Minnesota markets had to be there for the kickoff. Mm-hmm. That's like an NFL mandatory rule. But Graham Gano was about to kick the 63 yard game winner, and they had to cut it off and send it to the kickoff. Oh. So yeah, they had to. And I was in the control room when it was happening. There was yelling. There was counting downs happening. They're like, "We gotta go. We gotta go." There was like a full panic happening, and then they get it over, and it's like real quiet, like a comment. It was like Houston, we have a problem situation. <laughs> and then the 63 yarder goes through, and half the room's like oh my god and then the kickoff happens where laterals start happening for the giants Mm -hmm. and they're like well what if this happens they're like oh we got to record it then and put it out but the nfl has rules that you would never think about because you you watch the internet just go absolutely upside down like how could you break away after for a 63 yard kick Mm -hmm. and i'm like you have no idea what was happening in that control Uh, you have no there are people yelling at each other there's an nfl rule that they can't break it was insane it was super disappointing uh last weekend because if you don't have the direct tv nfl package you don't get to watch every game so it was raiders and browns and they were in overtime and it was late and the only place you could watch it was red zone and literally before the last kick was made by the Browns, they cut it, they had to cut it off because it was on red zone. Like, and we, everyone was like, "What the fuck is happening?" Yeah. It's insane the amount of rules they have, yeah. though. And it's all because they're trying to make the fans happy. Mm-hmm. But whenever you get that, it was wild. I'm telling you, it was wild in there. And I was just uh, flying the wall. And I don't <laughs> like being in drama. I hate being in drama. Yeah, yeah. But boy, I watch the shit. Out of it. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I watch some trashy TV to watch the drama that other people are in. If I'm not in it, we're good. Mm. So in that room, I was just in it, amongst the chaos, just watching it. And there was nothing I there's literally nothing I could do. I was among, around a bunch of producers. Imagine there. if you would have tried to do like a for the brand video in there. Right. Shut the fuck up. Why, <laughs> <laughs> boy, the fuck out of here. <laughs> I couldn't even fathom it. It was it was it was very eye opening though to kind of watch mm-hmm. that whole thing happen. Got a chance to meet Colin Cowherd, Peter Schrager, Mike Vick, Greg Jennings. I met them all right after their show oh, yeah. ended. Yeah, shook their hand. Michael Strahan, got a chance to mm-hmm. chat with him. Howie Long as well. Oh. It was cool to kind of chat with all of them real quickly and kind of keep it moving. They um, Fox spends th- – these people spend a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> those those deal, NFL deals are not cheap. Bro, those studios are insane. <laughs> I look at what we have. You met the robot? Yeah, the thing is just standing right up front. It's like 15 feet tall, 16 feet tall. Nice. Looks like he can still play, by the way. <laughs> is, he retired? is he retired? Yeah, I haven't seen him in a while, man. I don't know. He's just wow. hanging out. He's a big boy, though. They got the countdown to all their big games, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They got the Women's World Cup coming up in France, mm-hmm. countdown to that. They got the World Series, countdown mm-hmm. to that. Why are you laughing, Zito? Why are you laughing at that, Zito? Oh, no, I just, the robot's retired. That was a sexist laugh, wasn't it? <laughs> no, it was. It really you was. You caught me. I was a little sexist. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Then they have the Michigan-Ohio State game as a countdown there. And I, thought, I, I saw found, that. I found that very interesting. I did, too. I found it very, very interesting. It was very interesting. It's a big game. Huge game, but it's up there with the world. The Fox has Big Ten rights now, too. Yeah, they do. So. That's why. Yeah. Harbaugh hasn't beat Ohio State yet. 
What's that, Bob? I said Harbaugh hasn't beat Ohio State yet, so it's just in like cool. five. That years, sounds like six a Michigan years. State fan. Yeah, it was. a terrible year, just attacking other teams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Has Michigan State won a football game? Yeah, but they're not looking good. Have you guys won anything since the We get to like the Final Four and then we lose. We get close and then we lose. We should get there. The studio that we are in. Mm-hmm. That is nowhere near as technologically <laughs> advanced as the other ones. It has it's, grit, though. It has grit. It does have grit. We had a camera guy trip over some stuff today <laughs> in our studio. We had a professional wrestler, very agile athlete, almost die in here on a wire. <laughs> and that can only happen in one place and one place only. <laughs> and that's the mybookie.ag <laughs> Sure, watching football is fun, but it's more entertaining when you have some action on the games. Guys, yeah. you've heard me talking about this for weeks. Weeks. And some of you are still on the sidelines. What do you think? Any sense? Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like playing the numbers on roulette, you can create a big parlay. That's a digsy move. Oh yeah, big parlay. parlay Dig parlay king over here. You did well. You know, I hit one this weekend. Sixteener, right? Sixteen parlay this weekend. It's gonna feel pretty good. It does. NFL ruined me on Sunday, but parlays are awesome. <laughs> you pick three teams to win at least, and if you hit all three, you could turn $100 into $600. Mm. There's so much to bet on playoff baseball, hockey, primetime fights, and more. But my bookie is the one I know you're all happy with all year. Mm-hmm. Love it. I recommend these guys because I really trust them. They. It's important. My bookie has been in business for years. They've got great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy peasy to use. <laughs> if you're on the sidelines, now is the time to get in the game. My bookie will still match your first deposit dollar for dollar, but you got to join now because they're pulling that offer soon. Huh? Log on to my bookie right now and double your money. Use promo code PAT, and you'll get your first deposit matched 100%. That's promo code PAT. You play, you win, you get paid. M Y B O O K I E dot A G. Promo code PAT, 100% bonus on your first deposit. Also, today is the last day to get the greatest comedic sports documentary for Mm $3.33. Tomorrow, the price goes to $5. With purchase of the documentary, you get entered into the greatest raffle of all time, the Groat. You could possibly win for $3.33. You're getting the greatest comedic sports documentary on earth. You already win that. Mm-hmm. $3.33. PatMcAfeeShow.com. You already get that. But also, you're getting entered into the growth, the greatest raffle of all time, where you can get two superb owl tickets. <laughs> <laughs> two World's Eeries tickets. <laughs> Big Eeries guy. Two Wrestlem Ania tickets. Yep. Mm, love Wrestlem. $1,000 free play from that MyBookie.ag. Yep. $3.33. Could potentially win all of this stuff. Movement, sunglass, and watch. Adam Vinatieri autograph, game-worn jersey. Visa $500 gift card, Pat McAfee, mine, autographed baseball bat from the game in the documentary, and obviously a chance to job, sh- Elisa Mattress, and a chance to job shadow Nick Morado, which has been very hot in the street. Getting heat. A lot of heat. People a lot of it. pop. A lot of action on it. Mm-hmm. Don't wait, though. Buy it now. Three bucks is worth it. Five, I don't know if that's worth it. <laughs> I agree with that sentiment. $3.33 <laughs> is definitely worth this whole thing. The groat and the documentary would be worth it. Mm-hmm. $3.33. That is literally the price of what? A drink? Carton of milk. Yep. Carton of milk, a drink at a bar. Yep. Jewel pod, nice Chosky. Mm-hmm. Turner's ice Monica tea. Monica Jawzinski. All these things are just gone. <laughs> these. This is something that will last forever. PatMagnaShow.com, $3.33. You could potentially win. Awesome prizes, and you'll get to watch the greatest comedic yep. sports segment. Last day today to get it for three thirty-three goes to five dollars tomorrow. Raffle ends on October fourteenth, so get in, get buying, and have a good time. You're going to enjoy mm-hmm. it tonight at midnight. It's released, and I think you will laugh at Exciting. it. Exciting, I do. Exciting times. I'm pretty excited. People are going to laugh their ass off. Yeah. I think so, actually. 
and going to see some good baseball. Actual baseball. Yeah, we're in baseball, baseball football season. I'm a football player that played baseball. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's perfect. Do you think this is going to be on uh, IMDb? I think it is. I'm going to try to get it in Sundance. Yeah, yeah, it should. Let's go. But before it becomes a, an award-winning film, you can get it for $3.33. Yep. Show.com. That Conor McGregor thing was wild. Wild. <laughs> bro, Khabib wrestled a bear, bro. Yeah, he... Like an actual fucking bear. Not Jackie Moon. Slap him in the face. Hey, princess. Everybody <laughs> panic. Not like that. He wrestled an actual bear. Not patty cake with a bear. He was doing like double leg takedowns. Yeah. Trying to pin the bear. In where? <laughs> Dagestan? Yeah. Yeah. Some like terrible Eastern European Russian city. He makes fun of my religion. He makes fun of my father. He makes fun of my country. Why nobody talk about this? Because <laughs> you jump out of the cage. Because you jump out cage. That's why. Because you jump out cage. And potentially curb stomp a couple Dude, people. it was wild. Wild melee. Great for Dana White. To look, we're still talking about it. Great yeah. for the UFC. You see what his dad said today? Uh-uh. He said the uh, the sanctions that the UFC puts on him is going to be nothing compared to the sanctions that his dad puts on him. <laughs> Khabib's really? dad? Yeah. He embarrassed family? He embarrassed family. Oh. Classic dad move. He's going to end up at the dolphin, that dolphin uh, <laughs> jail, black, black dolphin, dolphin jail cell in Russia. <laughs> that place is insane. I mean, he dominated Connor. Yeah, and he in no way, he was so shocked afterward when it started to calm down and Dana White was trying to talk to him. He was so baffled that this was even anything wrong. Like, like, he was just like, what What do you mean? <laughs> I don't get belts. Remember when Where's he attacked my, belt? my bus? Yeah. Wait, By the way, the perfect audio on Dana White there. Oh, yeah. It was That's awesome. how that That's works. Nice. How that works, yeah. Makes it seem like it was a work, but there's mm-hmm. too much money in lawsuits on the line. If I give you line. this belt, people are going to start throwing shit in Which here. Which they yeah. did, by the way, wherever yeah. he's walking out. Uh, Dana White. But Dana White having to act like he was upset because he was like, this yeah. is a stain on the UFC. Yeah. It's like, no, bro, this is what the UFC needs. You motherfuckers are falling out of relevance real quick. Conor McGregor, your only fighter, just got worked by a guy that we've never heard of. <laughs> and now all of a sudden there's a rematch possibility with even more on the line because it's even more personal. I wish they could make more rules. Yeah. Like you can't take it to the ground. Yeah. Oh, that'd be oh nice. I, I, yeah. I, I was talking to somebody about it on Twitter. Somebody messaged me about it, and I was like, yeah, I mean, mix, that's what makes it mixed martial arts is you can go to the ground. Yeah. Because without it, it's just kickboxing with four-ounce gloves. Which, by the way, way better sport. <laughs> it's like, the, yeah, that would be the best thing ever. Yeah, that's just a, a martial art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, you got to mix the other <laughs> ones in there, and that's where. Tell it you what, the proper twelve was delicious, though. Is it? I heard Connor sold a lot of it. I don't know if I don't know if it's delicious though. I've heard some people say it's not delicious. I I drank it it's and not enjoyed bad. it. Really? Yeah, it's, good. it's not bad. Good for proper twelve. Good for Connor McGregor. I don't think you should want a rematch, though, by the way. You got $100 million, bro. Proper 12 is selling all over the place. Just get on that yacht and disappear, bro. Just go into the WWE if you want. Go those, to the WWE. Those dudes, mm-hmm. they're just wired different. Like, he can't, his ego, he can't go out on a loss. Yeah. I don't think they are wired different. Like, I do think they are wired different. Let's, let's, you get, you're a human cockfighter. Yeah, I said yeah. on Rich Eisen. Yeah. Didn't know if I could say that. But you get $100 million in your bank account. That is a grindy, gritty sport where you got to be up at like 5 a.m., 6 a.m., mm-hmm. rolling. I don't think it favors the comfortable. I don't think it favors. Yeah, is the-, the hunger still there after you've had your payday? Like chip it's, on the it, shoulder. It, yeah, you're on a yacht. It's almost impossible to keep. Yes, it is hard to keep the chip on the shoulder when you have $100 million in your bank account. I feel like Connor's the kind of guy that would want to keep going, going. Though. I agree. Like yeah. He's, the one, does, like, does, he's been he a like poor, a, poor man. He I, wants to be rich, rich, I thought rich. he had a five-fight contract. Everybody wants to be oh, rich. Yeah. I want to be rich, 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 rich as well. 
But then you get $100 million, and you're like, you know what? This makes me rich, 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 rich for a long fucking time. <laughs> I think this makes you know what I mean? So I think it's tough for him. That Khabib guy, though, just controlled him. Yeah. You know I, mean? I mean, how do you contend with that? You I can't. Don't know. Don't, you, you have to clip him in the first round, and the, you know, the odds of that are just small. Because I thought he did catch him a couple times, yeah. and Khabib just ate mm-hmm. it. And it's like, whenever that happened, I was like, oh, that's going to be a long night. Yeah. I was impressed, though, when Khabib caught Connor, yeah. and Connor yeah. was able to hang in there and take it because he was, he, wobble was, back he was a little wobblier <laughs> for a little bit. It was a cool fight, though. Mm-hmm. It was a cool fight. That Black Beast, Derek Lewis, my guy, though. Oh, oh, I need Black Beast merch ASAP. <laughs> ASAP. My balls be hot. <laughs> what did they say? He answer? jumped like 500,000 on Instagram, yeah. Instagram followers. From it's because Joe Rogan. Joe yeah. Rogan gave the bat call. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, as, soon as, as soon as Joe Rogan sends the bat signal out, you're, you're a made man. <laughs> Good for Joe Rogan. Good for the UFC, that though. That was hysterical, relatives. though, man. Bellator's uh, got a big fight coming up. Yep. And they, they're going to they're gonna have to rig something Yeah. to keep up with that. Mm-hmm. Watching the WWE come more and more into the real world is awesome, mm-hmm. by the way. Conversation with New Day is pretty cool at the end of this show. A lot of football things happening. We got a chance to talk to a guy right in the middle of it with ESPN. Former teammate of mine. Also a damn near a dead man. You'll hear that whole story. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> former starting quarterback in the NFL. An absolute stud from day one in the Green Bay Packers uniform to the Seattle Seahawks to the Tennessee Titans to the Indianapolis Colts. Now you can see him on ESPN with his beautiful bald head. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Hasselback. (laughs) Was I not supposed to cheer too? No. I mean, normally others cheer for you, but I'm all about a one-man parade. I do that all the time. How are you, Matt? I'm good, man. How you doing? Good. The NFL was insane this past weekend. We got 63-yard game winners from Graham Gano making up for everything Mason Crosby's doing with the yips <laughs> out there. We got a lot of good football, man. Hey, there was, it was a tough day for kickers all around. It wasn't just Mason Crosby. And so I really feel like uh, Graham Gano uh, kind of erased the sins for many with that big bomb, that 63-yard game winner. Not only just such a long kick, but also the pressure – uh, you know, being a game winner like that, no one thought he was going to make it, and he just nailed it. Who, who's no one? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, actually, I thought he was going to do it. I saw him, uh, Thank you. you know, I did the Pro Bowl last year, and he won that game, uh, kick-tack-toe, I guess they called it. I and mean, he was just showing off his leg, just a monster leg. But we also had this game called Epic Dodgeball. And the final two guys in Epic Dodgeball of the Pro Bowlers that were in it were Jarvis Landry and Graham Gano. <laughs> so, I mean, Graham Gano is out there balling in Epic Dodgeball. I mean, he's taking out Michael Thomas from the Saints. He's taking out Jared Goff. He's taking out, I mean, he's really just, really, you know, these are some of the best athletes in the world. And Graham Gano just, he put on a clinic. He wasn't enough to beat Jarvis Landry. But um, was not well, I was not surprised that he was able to do it. Just a great, great athlete. So he and I coming out of college same year. We we're in the ESPN kicking skills challenge, which I missed the flight for the night before because <laughs> I was a bit intoxicated at the Senior Bowl. What a surprise! <laughs> so I showed up day of, and Graham Gano. I'd known him from uh, I think the ESPN College Award Show. I met him down there. Good guy, very good guy from Florida State. 
And I show up late, and basically I'm like, what are the rules? It was me, him, <laughs> Connor Lee, Louis Sakota, I believe is the guy's name. He was a kicker for Utah. And Graham Gano was like, what do you mean, what are the rules? I'm like, yeah, man, you, you, I missed the meeting last night. What do you want? I was, uh, there was only one flight out of Mobile, Alabama, and I was drunk for it, <laughs> so I missed it. And now we're here. He, he was so nice, so casual, and he won the long ball contest, but it's because I missed right, you mm, know? Yeah. But Graham Gano's mm. leg is so big. You watch him make kickoffs. He hits him into the stands every time. It makes no sense to me because he's this unassuming, <laughs> super religious, nice guy with an absolute hose of a leg. And that 63-yarder was beautiful. He pounded. That was like a 70-yarder, oh, yeah. Hasselbeck. Yeah. Well, it, like I said, it made up for a tough week for the rest of the league. There's no reason for you to pile on. <laughs> you media people. I'm just saying the brand the brand was in danger, and uh, he did it for the brand. Hasselbeck, do you think it's because Pat puts pressure now on these kickers with his videos? Do you think that's why the, the brand's having a rough year? It's just on me. You know what? I, the only thing I could say is, like, we have we investigated these holders, you know? Like, I, is, our, is there, like, a puncher-kicker rivalry going on? <laughs> these holders are punchers now. You know, can you trust these guys? I don't know. That is something to think about with J.K. Scott. He's a rookie holder for Mason Crosby. Mason Crosby has had a lot of struggles with him. It's a whole new ball game. Matt Hasselbeck was my holder. We had a great relationship. I was Vinatieri's sure holder. Did. We had a great relationship. But when you get a new ball holder in there, it can really change things up. Let's move forward. Speaking of changing things up, Odell Beckham, in a wild move, sits down with Lil Wayne on Sunday morning and, oh and torches his entire team. <laughs> Torches his entire team. <laughs> Have you ever seen anything like that? And why does that happen just a couple weeks after getting 90-some million dollars from the team? Yeah, you know, it was so bizarre. Uh, I just kind of think his guard was down. You know, his, his guard was down, and uh, like they're saying, it galvanized the team. The, the thing that's curious to me, though, is that interview ran on our Sunday countdown show around 12 o'clock. So, like the full interview, you know, the part that they released early where it was like, hey, we're not playing with enough heart. Well, apparently, you know, that was out there for a couple of days. But the, the full interview where he really uh, questioned, hey, do I want to be in New York? Um, are we getting out schemed? Can Eli Manning play anymore? <laughs> that ran at 12 o'clock. And so, you know, you know, Pat, you know the schedule. There's, those players never saw that interview before that game. You know, that was... They, they wouldn't have been able to. They're on the field, you know, getting ready to play. So, um, you know, I just it's it's good that they're. I guess I guess they had a better offensive game, but I know I've never seen anything like that. And I think, you know, like I said, I think maybe his guard was down, and and uh, you know maybe they all had a heart to heart after that, and they come out stronger for it. I guess that's the biggest hope if you're a Giants fan. It's quite a spin zone. He he came out <laughs> saying. Well, if this is what's going to take to make the team play better, like trying to be this superhero, <laughs> like bro, you you literally just talk shit on everybody, isn't it? It's got to be weird to walk into. I posted a picture of Cuzzy almost naked. I've never been more uncomfortable in my life. I still can't talk to the guy because it's an awkward situation. He, unless there's no self awareness, that has to be a very uncomfortable locker room to walk into. If I can't be the only person that feels this way, am I right? You know, someone said it the other day. I thought it was silly, but I thought it was funny. It was like, it, he's like, this sounds like one of those times where, like, uh, a dude cheats on his girlfriend and says, hey, oh, we're going to be stronger for this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you, you created, you did this. What are you talking about? Like, you know. Well, that's like, uh... I don't know. But maybe it's true. I, I don't know. I don't know. 
a, a village idiot once said um, <laughs> that when you get back with a girl after you absolutely slaughtered her to all your friends, like, oh, she's rude, she does this, she does this. And then when you get back with her, you got to explain, like, oh, it was just emotional. You know, I was just, <laughs> I was just lying. That's what's going to have to happen with Odell and the Giants at this moment. It's going to be a wild scene. The NFL is. It's actually worse. It's, it's actually worse the other way. Like when your buddy breaks up with a girl and then you're like, oh, she was terrible anyway. You can do better, blah, blah, blah. And then they get back together. <laughs> you know? It's like, yeah. And then they get married. And then your lifelong friends, you're like, ah, oh, this is so awkward. Yeah, this is so awkward. I was uh, uninvited to a wedding because of that particular situation. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. You no, know, it happened. Yeah, 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 it did. Yeah, it did happen. Thanks for bringing that up, Matt. <laughs> Jesus. Matt, who's going to win the Super Bowl? L.A. Rams? You know, the easy pick right now would be to say it's going to be the Chiefs and the Rams. They actually meet up in a Monday night game in Mexico City that we're doing, but... Uh, you know, get all these stat guys, and they throw these stats out, out at you that make you, you know, sort of doubt what you're thinking. And one of the stats is I think that teams that start 4-0, uh, I think end up winning the Super Bowl 14% of the time. And so oh. it's, it's probably a good stat in the sense that, you know, the teams that are playing the best football right now, it doesn't mean they're going to be playing the best football at the end of, last, at the, end of the year. At the end, you know, this time last year, Chiefs were undefeated, mm-hmm. Chiefs were rolling, they didn't go to the Super Bowl. You know, so the Patriots were struggling. They did go to the Super Bowl. And so, um, you know, who knows? I, I really don't know. I know this. It's really fun to watch both those teams right now, the Chiefs and the Rams. They both look unstoppable, especially on offense. Patrick Mahomes, best young quarterback you've seen in a long time? Yeah, he's incredible. And it's really, you know, we watched Drew Brees last night. And, you know, part of the reason that Drew and Sean Payton have been so successful is that they're so good for each other. And I think it's the same thing. That's what I see in Patrick Mahomes. He and Andy Reid are so good for each other. Andy Reid has already kind of been there, done that with a Brett Favre style type player. And that's what Patrick Mahomes is. And so I just think it's a really good match. Not to mention, you know, watching Mahomes coming out of college, he was a little bit careless with the football. Um, tons of highlights, but also some lowlights. And he's really, I think he improved from that year that he spent with Alex Smith. I think some of the, you know, some of the great stuff that Alex does has rubbed off on Patrick Mahomes. And so, you know, the weapons that they have, their defense played great against Jacksonville last week, had a pick six, had a, a uh, bunch of in- turnovers, sack fumbles, kept the kept the opponent under twenty for the, twenty points for the first time. If that team is, is a complete team, they're going to be tough to stop. Is um is the Colts broken? what you say is the Colts broken? <laughs> I was watching that game on the plane, and I'll tell you what. Saw a lot of resiliency from a very young team getting slaughtered early in Foxborough, which is a very, very difficult place to play. They got the colonial patriots out there with their guns. Mm-hmm. This yeah, the is, militia, the militia, uh, the Minutemen. Yeah, them, the Minutemen, the this is our house thing, the everything up there. They were getting slaughtered very early. The over, the sneak, the over at the end, by the way, by the Colts. Great move by them. But do you think the Colts are currently broken, or are they just a young team trying to find their way? Luck's in like his sixth year, fifth, sixth year. This is no longer a young quarterback. This is a little bit of an older quarterback. But now he's in another system. He's in another offense. He's in another this, another that. Is the Colts broken? Another shoulder. 
He's uh, he's in a good offense for him. No, I mean, here's a couple things. Number one, it's tough to go up to New England and play night game, prime time. The Colts have really struggled with that uh, by the numbers. I know they've won there a few times, but but not really, not really. And so um, when you mentioned the Indianapolis Colts to me, I, I feel like it's a team just that's re- in a rebuilding mode. You know, you got a new GM, new head coach. They're flushing out, um, you know, as many of the old guys as they can and just trying to build something sort of start over schematically roster wise all of it i was looking at the uh, i was looking at the defensive roster uh recently and like I, I don't even know any of those guys you know and it wasn't that long ago that i was on that team and even even the year that i was on that team i think it was one year later i didn't recognize the guys and so that's i think what it is they're they're a team that's trying to have most of their roster in the first four years of their career uh they're not looking to have a ton of guys that are you know, five years plus, and they do have some. Those are those are the mainstays, the guys that you're always going to know about, the Andrew Lux, the Adam Vinatieri's. But really, this is a team that's trying to to, to flush it out and to start over, and uh, which is too bad because it's a wide open division, and they probably felt like they could be competitive in that division this year, but they're off to a very very slow start. Is Randy Moss the coolest dude on earth? <laughs> he's, he's a pretty cool dude. He's a pretty cool dude. How is the chemistry of your new team? That is your new team. You guys are together uh, a lot on the television. Mr. Ryan, Charles Woodson, Randy Moss, the ascot on Charles Woodson, by the way, each week. Very impressive move. You're in there. I think Pond is Ponder the host of that show. Ponder, how is the new yeah, team? Yeah, so. so- yeah, so we got a good, we got a great group. Um, Sunday morning, Sam Ponder kind of runs the show with Rex Ryan, Randy Moss, Charles Woodson, myself, and Rex is hilarious. He's like the kind of guy you'd love to go fishing with. I've actually <laughs> done that; it was ice fishing, uh, but he's great. And um, you know, miracle. Samantha knows her stuff. Her, her husband played football, and you know, she's been doing college football, so she's probably the college football expert on our show. And then Randy and Charles, you know, they've been a r- rivals. We're all three of us were class of '98 coming out together. It was the huh. Peyton Manning Ryan Leaf draft where Charles Woodson won the Heisman, and uh, you know, it just feels like every week something will come up where Randy is involved in a story, and his stories are the best story you've ever heard. Monday night, our crew we drops we drop Rex Ryan and we add uh, Steve Young. So that's a, you know, a whole nother, you know, another Hall of Fame quarterback who comes out. And, you know, the interesting thing about Steve Young is he was such a mobile quarterback. And so some of these young quarterbacks who are mobile and spread offenses in college, um, you know, he sees things a little bit better through that, that lens of being a mobile quarterback. And the struggles, um, sometimes that mobile quarterbacks actually get sacked more, get hurt more, those kinds of things. You know, he lived those demons. He had to figure that out for himself. And uh, he not only played in the NFL, but also played in the USFL. So there's some just great stories with our crew. And, uh, and Susie Culver's been doing it a long time. She's very, very good as well. Okay, let's talk about the, um, the game, Monday Night Football game itself. <clears throat> the announcers of these games are elite level, right? Don't we think, guys? Sure. Yeah. yeah. We say that on this show all the time, mm-hmm. elite level. Elite. Have you ever thought about getting into the booth and calling games? And is that something that Matt Hasselbeck will ever do in the future? I remember you called a couple last year. I didn't know if that was going to be your thing. You're an in-studio analyst. Is it difficult? Because this is, is like, is it difficult to make the jump into the booth? Is that something where you require a lot of, like, training, that type of stuff? 
Yeah, I don't know that there's one way to be in the booth. You know, that's probably the the thing that I've learned in this process. But as you know, Pat, while I was playing, I called a game. I went and called the uh, Blue Sarians at a game. It was the game Carson Palmer got hurt. He tore his ACL again. It was Rams-Cardinals on the bye week. And then I was planning on doing it um, my third year in Indianapolis, and that was when Andrew Luck, you know, uh, got a lacerated spleen or something, and I was starting the next week, and Chuck Pagano said, hey, do you mind uh, not calling that game uh, for Fox? Do you mind just uh, playing quarterback this week? I said, yes, coach. I got you. But it's fun. Listen, man, I, I did a game last year. I did a college game. I did the Lamar Jackson, NC State, Louisville game, Ryan Finley, Lamar Jackson, and it was a blast. And I think that's probably the thing I learned. Is if you're going to call a game, do it with people that you enjoy. Do it with people that you really love and uh, and that, so I haven't called a game because after since that point because after that point I said next time I call a game I want to do it with Pat McAfee. Oh, <laughs> Matt and Pat in the booth. <laughs> that would be very. Well, it rhymes. It rhymes. It does. But you know the thing that bothers me the most it doesn't bother me as much as it would bother you but you really kind of alerted me to it in television whenever a punt comes on they don't even talk about it. Nothing. It's like the wasted play. And you used to always say, hey, this is the most exciting play in football. And um, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I do agree that we should not just, like, gloss over that play. It's, uh, you know, like someone doesn't complete a third down or there's a sack, and it's almost like they're just getting ready for commercial break instead of covering the play and the intricacies that go on in that punt. So, uh, well, yeah, I, basically I couldn't do it without you, Pat. Well, I appreciate that means a lot. And you TV people have really helped out me on the Internet because I make a living off of doing <laughs> the, for the brand stuff on the Internet. I appreciate you, Mr. Hasselbeck. Thank you so much. I, dro- I dropped the I dropped the for brand uh, for the brand on the, on my last come on man by the way I almost caught it. I know. Did you get? Did you see any of the action on the internet? There were some people that tweeted you. Really, really. I got I got to check that. I got to look at that. I'm a little behind on <laughs> my mention. I'm a glosser. Well, you got to be in touch with the people, Matt. This is what happens. You guys get over to ESPN and you become out of touch with the humans, Matt. You got to get back in touch with the humans out here. I'm doing my best, Pat. I'm doing my best. <laughs> hey, uh, that gay, that year where he had his lacerated spleen and you were calling games and all that shit, um, my favorite story from the NFL is walking into the Houston Texans locker room on a Thursday night game and seeing a dead body laid on the floor, and it turned out it was our starting quarterback, <laughs> and that was you. Yeah. That was you. It was tough. It was? It was awesome. I had a pick. I had a pick. <laughs> Had a pick line in. It was a bad deal. It was the best thing on earth. And Andrew was dead. Hasselbeck was nearly dead. And then he goes out there and wins the game. That was when we threw the uh, the go to Ty to seal it, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was a slant and go, but uh, it was it was a great moment. And uh, you know the the stories I could tell just from that day alone are just really incredible. But uh, you know that's the special thing about playing in the NFL. Your teammates rally around you and your friends when you're uh, when you're down and out, when you're sick, you're hurt, you're broken ribs, you know whatever whatever it might be. You're struggling, you're having a tough day. Uh, the guys around you kind of come together and, and, and help you out. So uh, what you I'm have E. coli? Everybody that I was. You know, it was a uh, it was a bacterial infection that you can get from like chicken, and it it, it stays with you for about six weeks. Uh, it was very it was a very difficult thing for me. Um, much better than the keto diet uh, for those keto people out there. Uh, I lost a ton of weight, but uh, it was uh, it was I mean it was tough actually going through, but I'm glad it didn't. Uh, 
I'm glad it happened. I'll tell you what, it, man, it started in the Jacksonville game the week before that. That We played Jacksonville, it went to overtime. My family was out of town, and I'm driving myself home after the game. And I'm like, oh, man, like I don't think I can make it home. And, <laughs> oh, uh, and I stop off at Andrew Luck lives downtown, so I stopped off at, you know, at his house. Like, dude, can I can I like lay down on your floor? Can I use your bathroom? His mom's taking care of me. I wait. I stayed there for a little bit. And I'm like, all right, I think I can make it home. I'm driving home. Like, I'm driving home from the game. This is in between starts. You know, two games that we happen to win, and I don't even make it home. Like, I haven't diarrhea like that since you know who knows. Like, I was in diapers. I had no control over it. It was awful. It was the worst thing ever. It was very embarrassing. So. The highs and lows of being an NFL quarterback that week were, uh, they were real. I mean, like I said then, it was coming out of the attic and the basement, and I couldn't do anything about it. So. <laughs> week, I don't want to laugh week. at you. I don't want to laugh at you, but there was a couple mornings where, like, he wasn't there, and he's our starting quarterback. Where the fuck's that? They're like, oh, he was in the hospital. I was like, in the hospital? <laughs> for what? They're like, oh, he's got some bacterial disease. I was like, who's starting for us? You're like, Hasselbeck. I was like, what? <laughs> you just said he was in the hospital last night. Like, yeah, he'll make it. And then we get down to Houston, and it's. I was laughing while you were telling the story about your teammates rallying around you because I, I walked in, and I see this carcass <laughs> with uh, a hoodie on, and he had it tied up like Kenny from South Park. <laughs> He's laying on the ground, and I, like, kicked him. I, like, kicked him. I'm like, hey. And it was, I see this rollover, and it looked like a meth head in Santa Monica's face. <laughs> and I'm like, are you all right? And he's like, yeah, I'm okay, man. I'm like, you look terrible. <laughs> and he was our starting quarterback and gets a win. It was one of the grittiest things I've ever seen in my entire life. And then I think you had to get a pick line on the way home, too, if I'm if I do recall. Oh, like, right? Uh, just just a normal IV on the way home. We actually <laughs> strung it up from like uh, you know the overhead compartment. And <laughs> 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 uh, it's so bad. I'm sure there's no germs on the airplane. I'm sure <laughs> so this is very comparable to Jordan's those, like, flu those game. overhead compartments are very worse, very clean. Way worse. <laughs> Jordan was just hungover. Jordan was hungover. <laughs> this dude was in the hospital for like 48 hours. Oh my God. We were. It was, we needed an IV too. We both needed an IV. It was wild that we won any games. To be honest, <laughs> it was wild. That, you went on like a six, seven game winning streak there, didn't you? No, I think just four. Four. We started out four, and I was, then I separated my ribs in Pittsburgh. It was downhill from there. I almost won it at one point. You remember whenever they had Josh Freeman and that other guy? And nobody mm -hmm. nobody told me that old Cuzzy was going in for the two minute drill. So I thought Freeman got hurt. And I thought I was the backup quarterback for the last game of the <laughs> year. <laughs> no, no, I, they didn't tell me though because Cuzzy comes out. What was the other guy's name? Do you remember? Uh, Ryan Lindley. Ryan Lindley goes in for two minute drill. Okay, so we have Josh Freeman, Ryan Lindley. This is Charlie. Um, what's his name? Long haired Jesus, clipboard Jesus. Whitehurst. Whitehurst. Yeah, Charlie. Charlie Whitehurst. Charlie Whitehurst got a sniper to the hamstring in Miami the week before. Hasselbeck's dead. Luck's dead. So now we're on literally our fourth and fifth quarterback. So we just signed that week. Freeman was playing for the... Vikings, maybe? Nope. Nope. It was like the Bronx Bombers or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that black uniform. Yeah, he was playing for like them, and Lindley came out of nowhere. In the week of practice, looked bad. I mean, Freeman couldn't hit our building. It was bad. <laughs> it was very, very bad. And Chuck tells me, you know, if all hell breaks loose, you're going to get in the game or whatever. I'm like, bro, we got four dead quarterbacks. If I get in, it's five dead quarterbacks. <laughs> this is the last game of the year. I'm trying to have a little bit of an offseason. You know, this is, he's like, if all hell breaks loose. I mean, it already starts. So Josh Freeman starts the game. 
And then there's a minute 40 left or something like that, and Lindley goes in, and all of a sudden I'm looking around like, am I one hit away from going in the <laughs> fucking game right now? And I think you, like you had to tell me, no, this was the plan the whole time. Like, Jesus, thank you. Mm-hmm. I almost started shitting like I had well, Chipotle. It was actually a really, it was a really good idea about from our coaching staff. They were like, hey, listen, we got two guys that just got here a couple days ago. We're going to play a game. Uh, instead of having them try to learn the whole playbook, why don't we have this guy just learn two minutes? And then maybe a couple other situations, and have that guy just learn like the you know the other parts of the offense. And so together we can put together. And actually, Pat, you you maybe don't know this, but they had a small sampling of plays that if Pat McAfee gets in the game, what would we feel? What would we feel comfortable uh, with him running? And so you actually had another package of plays. That, uh, that that those guys did probably should have practiced those. Probably should have <laughs> practiced those. I'm assuming there was a point. You know what it basically was? It was basically like, hey, throw throw punts. We were just like, you know, you're playing Madden and you just call like Hail Mary four times in a row. Yep. That's kind of the idea. They're going to put you like in a punt formation and just throw like three Hail Mary. First down, Hail Mary. Second down, Hail Mary. Third down, Hail Mary. <laughs> you know, roll the dice, man. I'll tell you what, Frank Reich taught me a good play action, so I would have busted that out somewhere. I appreciate that. All right, man, have a great one. Great work on ESPN. I think you do very well. And thanks for all the love for the brand. We appreciate it. Thanks for being a great teammate. And that Chipotle game where you played on Thursday night and got a win in Houston is one of my favorite one of my favorite football stories I've ever seen just because of how you look like dog shit, and you went out there and just completely <laughs> made it happen. You're a great man, Matt. I appreciate you. Good luck in your golf tournament today. Thanks, buddy. Great to talk to you guys. Ladies and gentlemen, TV superstar, Matt Hasselbeck. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. I'll go fuck myself. <laughs> I love Matt Hasselbeck, man. He's by far the best on that pregame show. Him and Randy. Randy Moss going to that shit-talking thing in Chicago is my favorite <laughs> thus far. Where he put $100 in the thing. He said, next time, I put $100 in here. Next time I come back, I want you to have your real hair on your <laughs> And they played it on ESPN. Disney-ass ESPN played that. I started dying laughing. I like Hasselbeck, though, the way he yeah. breaks things down. He's very smart. And he's a generational guy. His dad was in the league, mm-hmm. his brother, the whole thing, you know. Hasselbeck knows. He was a ball boy for the Patriots as a kid. He gets it. He gets it. Mm-hmm. He understands it. He's on the TV, too. Good for him. He looks good on her, too. Yeah, he does. And he speaks very well. I'd, I'd put him in the booth over Witten. Bro, he legitimately looked like a carcass. It's one of my favorite things. Because I come in, headphones on, you know, having a good time. <laughs> just like, here we go. I love playing in Houston. I always, we always did wild shit in Houston. The stadium was always awesome. It was always a rompous mm-hmm. atmosphere because I was basically for the division there for a while. I'm, like, so happy to get in there. And there's just one human laid out like a starfish right in the middle. And I just, I'm like, what the fuck is this? And Vinatieri's getting his leg worked on. I'm like, hey, man, you see a dead guy out there? He's like, yeah, it's Hasselbeck. And I, <laughs> I literally walked in and I kicked him like twice. And he had his eyes closed. It was like, I woke him up. I'm like, bro, the rest of the team's getting here. Like, maybe you should stand up. And he's like, I can't. Ah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. And he goes out there and plays and wins. He plays and wins out of nowhere. I had no idea he was shitting and puking at uh, Lux House a week before that. That was beautiful. Man. He's a good teammate. Hassel- they say that was one of the greatest performances of all time, what he did to that toilet. <laughs> it's a dumb and dumber situation. I think. Are those any of those games he shit himself? 
No. During the game? So the reason why I know he went on a, a, a winning streak is because I just so happened to be in the equipment room. The first game he started, I was just talking to, like, Frog, uh, our equipment guy, about something, and they were doing the ball selection. So the way balls are picked is there's a box of, like, 100 balls, and I think 20 of them have to get picked. And the equipment man just toss them to the quarterback. Quarterback, like, feels if they like how uh, the grip and everything like it, and then they toss it into a good – a good box or a bad box. And I just so happened to be in the room the first day Hasselbeck nah. did that. Then he wins. So then the next week, I'm sitting in my locker, and Hasselbeck's like, yeah, you got to come in here. I'm mm. like, for what? He's like, the ball selection. We won last week. You were in there. And I was like, oh, okay, we're going to be like that, huh? Where this is like a, like a superstitious voodoo type thing? He's like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I go in there, and I sit. And it turns. it's like an hour process because he's going through all these balls. So it just turns into like a storytelling time. Then he wins again. So then the next week, I'm just I'm hanging out, and I'm like, maybe in the cafeteria. And he like taps, let's go. We got to go pick the balls. And I'm like, who's we? I'm not doing <laughs> shit. So I go in there, and it was like a win. I was stuck in there every single week, but it was really cool to kind of watch, like, because he flips the ball, like, however he would feel. A lot of the like, laces, too, probably. Yeah, no, it's it's past the laces. It was like this one, it was his thumb spot. Yeah, yeah. He kept checking for his thumb spot, basically. It was really cool to watch. I was like, ah, oh, this is what's happening behind the scenes. This is why the deflate gate is a real thing, because the quarterback is selecting the ball. Like mm-hmm. The quarterback is actually picking the balls mm-hmm. that make it to game day. It was really cool to kind of see that. Hasselbeck was just so nice to me. He, he shouldn't have been, but he was just so nice to People me. People here were all about him that year, because it was such a surprise, I guess. You just didn't see yeah. it coming. You guys were playing so well. So was, good. It was like wow hang on yeah we have a chance here to actually make the playoffs and we should not by the way (laughs) we should not have a chance at all he was just he was a good leader in the locker room good leader in the locker room he was a steady voice he wasn't a guy that was just a yes man either so if there's bullshit happening he was a guy you could be like hey this is bullshit right and he's like yeah where some vets are like nope that's you gotta buy in you gotta do that matt wasn't like that matt wasn't scared to be like Hey, this is not a way to really run things. Like it was, <laughs> right. it was really cool because he was brought in there specifically, not only to back up Luck, but I think to kind of mold Luck yeah, into more of a sure, leader. Yeah. I think that was what he was there to do, and I think he did job well done. Honestly, I think he did. But when he got hurt, I was like, every time a quarterback gets hurt and you're the third guy, you're like. Am I going in? <laughs> Am I going to be a quarterback and just get slaughtered tonight? The whole uh, Hail Mary package is a good idea. Oh, yeah. I'll never forget that. Watching that Tuesday press conference, which is our day off going into the last week. We don't have any quarterbacks. Charlie Whitehurst dies the week beforehand and trying to run out of bounds to stop the clock with a minute 20 left with no timeouts. So it was a terrible decision. We were up and he was trying to stop. Everybody was like, why? Just go down. Everybody's like literally on the sideline because he was running towards our sideline in Miami. We have the lead. It's like second or third down, minute 20, no timeouts left. And he gets a snap and he starts sprinting towards our sideline and everybody's just telling him basically to fall. Just like, just stay in bounds so the clock will run, you know? Last minute he panics, goes down, blows his hamstring while doing it. Blows his hamstring while doing it somehow he has to go back there's a penalty first down he has to go in and take a knee doesn't even know if he can take a knee because his hamstring's so bad the only other quarterback that's active is me so i almost had to go in there and take a fucking knee in my pretty cool awesome awesome just get the win but yeah. indomitian sue's on the other side by the way mm. so indomitian uh, sue's still there and he is a guy who would go for that ball if he knew i was in there yeah he's a shiano type of guy for sure blue 42 blue 42 fuck you Shut up! oh my god it would have been awesome i would have never done that i would have just done shut up and took a knee and that whole thing so then charlie whitehurst is down hasselbeck's down luck's down so now we got one game left 
And Chuck has his Tuesday press conference. I'll never forget it. I, I remember like it was yesterday. I was watching it at home, and he's like, listen, we're going to bring a couple guys in. We're going to get some quarterback plays, and we'll also have a plan for Pat McAfee if he needs to get in. And I'm sitting at home. <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> Pat McAfee. I called my dad. I'm like, yo, dad, I think I have like four days to live. I think you're going to put me in the, the murderer's row position of quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, fucking Chuck just said that they got a plan for me to play quarterback this weekend. My dad's like, hey, that ain't good. Everybody's dying. <laughs> I was like, yeah, everybody's fucking dying. He's like, well, you better do well in there. I'm like, do well. I just don't even want to get in. We got a, we got an offseason coming up here in five days. I'd like that to happen. So next day I go in, and Chuck and I are literally walking past each other in the hallway. And I'm like, look, I'm like, you got anything to fucking say to me? You know, he's like, good morning, Pat. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Is it a good morning? And then he just walks past me. I'm like, okay. Thursday, same thing. Friday, same thing. Saturday morning is when he comes up to me and goes, if all hell breaks loose, you're a quarterback, so why don't you get some quarterback center exchanges? Just... And I'm like, Saturday. I'm like, what do you mean? I heard this on Tuesday. I thought we would talk about this a little bit earlier. He's like, if all hell breaks loose, you're, that's the only time you're going to get it. I'm like, have you looked at our season? <laughs> <laughs> all hell has broken loose. We got a guy that was just playing on the Bronx Bombers starting quarterback this weekend. He's like, just go take some fucking snaps. And they're not as easy as it seems. No, it's not. I did it for my first three years every single week with the original yeah, regime. Yeah. So I kind of got it. So I go in there, and they got the backup center, and it's me, Chuck, uh, Clyde Christensen out there, and Clyde was my quarterback coach way back with Frank Reich at the beginning, right? So we're only people on the practice field, and I can see Chuck is sweating because he thinks he's getting fired anyways. He's got two quarterbacks that haven't completed a pass all week, and if those both get hurt, I'm going in. So obviously the first one, I'm like, Sacco! And I take the thing, and I hand it back to him, and then all of a sudden Chuck's watching. He's like, good, good, good. Clyde's like, good, good, Pat, right, 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 good, Pat, right, right. That's how he talks. He's like a coach talkie. He sounds like an auctioneer. So I'm under center. I'm under center for the next one. And I pull the Omaha. And I drop back into shotgun, right? I drop back into shotgun. And I'm like, Apple, Apple. Couple checks. Yeah, I start looking over. I'm like, T.Y., hey, we're punting it. We're punting it. And Chuck's like, why do you have to be such a fucking asshole? I'm like, Chuck, you put me in. Just know that there's going to be some schoolyard bullshit that's definitely going to take place. And um, I got a couple. I mean, that's genius. Because if you go in there and you act like you know what's going on and everything, the oh, defense yeah. is going to be like, what? Wait, what? Yes. Yeah. What? He knows things? Yes. I agree completely. All right, team. <laughs> Close your eyes. Okay. Wait. Mm -hmm. Not if you're driving. Oh, okay. Uh, Imagine yourself in your current underwear. Oh. Would you be proud of your underwear choice today if the driver in front or behind you saw it? Huh. Yeah. If the answer is no, then it's time to try Tommy John, <laughs> the revolutionary clothing brand that's redefining comfort for men and women. Tommy John obsesses over every little detail and stitch by using fabrics that perform like nothing you have ever mm -hmm. worn before. Tommy John men's and women's underwear sport a no wedgie guarantee, comfortable stay put waistbands, and a range of fabrics that are luxuriously soft, feather light, moisture wicking, breathable, and designed to move with you, not against you. Mm -hmm. Tommy John is so confident in their underwear that if you don't love your first pair, you can get a full refund with their best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free, guarantee. That includes their new life-changing women's underwear, now fully back in stock after selling out in just six months. Oh, pretty big deal. Before you spend another dime on cheap, heat-trapping, bullshit, multi-pack underwear, remember, there's a better way to take care of your goods. Tommy John, no adjustment needed. Go to TommyJohn.com slash America now to save 20% on your first order. That's TommyJohn.com slash America for 20% off. TommyJohn.com slash America. America. Big thanks to Tommy John for sticking around. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, Your balls don't get hot in these. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy John should have jumped on the yeah. right away. Sponsorship. He, by the way, him having to put his shorts back on because of the sponsors that are on his shorts. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> My balls be, oh, shit, I got a lot of sponsors on there. <laughs> him getting his ass kicked the entire time, rope it up, Homer Simpson, then knocking him out the end. It was awesome. Yeah. Joe Rogan predicted it, too. Uh-huh. Joe Rogan was like, anytime Derek Lewis starts spin, or, uh, swinging, the entire arena gets a let because they know at any given moment this could end and that russian guy is just having the fight of his life i'm beating the hell out of this guy i got a payday coming whammy 25 seconds left what just happened i lost it all i gotta go back to russia looking like that 2.8 rounds he dominated yep yeah 2.8 rounds he dominated that was a shame did you hear his interview after conor mcgregor no he was like, what are you going to do after this? He was like, I'm going to put my, my wife's legs up in the air and see what happens. Put my wife's uh, legs straight up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> He's a hilarious human, isn't he? He's an absolute hilarious human. I couldn't fathom the type of fatigue that those fighters have. Uh, I fight this heavy bag out here in the morning. for I do six rounds of 45-second rounds, 30-second yeah. rests. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, I'm laying on the ground. You're a Hasselbeck. Yeah, <laughs> I got my hoodie over my head. Uh-huh. I am Hasselbacks completely on the ground. They're fighting a with a lot of emotion and mm-hmm. adrenaline because of all the people in the arena, and a bag that's fighting back and potentially getting wrestled to the ground, just getting your breath sucked out of you. Mm-hmm. It has to be so tiring. Unbelievable. The like worst. for instance, I flew in a red eye from L.A. this uh, this morning. Yeah, yeah. Three hour, forty minute flight, no pod, sitting there on a basic ass chair. You're tired. With a lady behind me that was getting a little fucking happy feet. <laughs> she was. Hate it. That's the worst. She was just kicking the chair. Like, what are you, what are you doing, lady? Did you give her a look? I went to talk to her. She doesn't speak English. Oh, no. The rest of Los Angeles. Don't know <laughs> but I couldn't sleep. I cannot wait to do one thing and one thing only, and that's get back to the house mm-hmm. and pass out on my Lisa mattress. Mm, that's the best. Lisa mattress is the greatest mattress in the mm-hmm. game, and it also bypasses all the bullshit that you don't want to do in the bed buying procedure yeah mm-hmm. the mattress buying procedure you don't have to go to some creepy store and roll around on beds that have been rolled on by the zitos of the world oh. <laughs> or the homeless guy in santa monica oh. that came out from under the pier tripping on k2 spice mm-hmm. telling the cops he's going to masturbate in the ocean which i saw live in california with no that guy at one point in his life the nudist wrapped in a bed sheet yelling at the cops on k2 spice on the santa monica beach with nobody batting an eye to and the cops did not arrest they just said cool dude go masturbate in the ocean <laughs> at one point he was rolling around on the beds in those mattress stores yep, for sure. that you were sampling uh, <laughs> and lisa said there has to be a better way to do this there has to be so they said let's give you a high quality bed the most comfortable bed you've ever seen we'll mm-hmm. put that shit in a box ship it right to your door right and if you go to lisa.com backslash mcafee right now you get 225 dollars wow. off said bed wow that That'll deliver right to your fucking house. And also, taking it out of the box is simple and easy. Mm-hmm. And it's also part of the fun, isn't it, Ty? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. What was it, five minutes in and out? Not even. Yeah. Maybe two and a half. Bang, the greatest mattress on earth shows up at your doorstep without any awkward or hassle. Lisa.com backslash McAfee, $225 off. Best bed to your house. No hassle, no creeps, no nothing. Just a bed to the house, <laughs> to the bedroom, out of the box, five minutes. Love it. That Santa Monica homeless guy's true story, by the way. Sam oh, yeah. and I saw that guy. It was awesome. <laughs> Came out on a bed sheet like it was a toga party. Nope, just a Sunday night. <laughs> Santa Monica. If you had to give him a name, what would you give him? He seemed like a Neil. Oh, wow. I see him now. Mm. I see him. Seemed like a Neil. Uh-huh. Huh. Seemed like a Neil. He, he lived a hard life. He'd been there a long time. White sheet around him. 
walking out from underneath the pier as Jesus coming out of the cave, <laughs> screaming at people for no reason, going and fighting the ocean with the big waves because there was a hurricane out there, fighting the waves. All of a sudden, the white sheet around him is now see-through, coming back to the beach where kids are and shit, yelling at the kids, batting shoes at little uh, sand party things. And then the cops come up to him, think he's going to get escorted out of there. I, in my head, I'm like, oh, this guy's getting arrested. No, no, no. <laughs> cops just tell him to relax a little bit. He tells the cops, I'm going to go masturbate in the ocean. Screams it to him. Walks back in the ocean. Cops walk away. Nothing to be seen here. It's another day in Santa Monica. Mm, yeah. UFOs in the sky. Falcon 9 just moments before. Another day in Santa Monica. That was- guy had a black sheet. Different story. Yeah, yeah. You think? <laughs> think the cops would treat him differently if he had a black sheet? It was sheet? all white cops, by the way. Just for future reference, it was all white cops. Something to think about Santa Monica police officers. Yeah. Those homeless people love the drugs out there. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's all you really have to do. Yeah. But it, it makes it easier to <laughs> to be outside forever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, all Just a time. permanent camp. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Some of them have tents. Some of them have <laughs> tents do, that they right. set up, and they're like permanent camp. Imagine being sober and homeless. You can't. Well, no. That would be the worst. You can't. You get scared. <laughs> you get scared. I told you guys this. Yeah. The homeless people have no fear. Yeah. Because the sketchy parts of town that you walk through, they're actually living mm-hmm. there. That is where they live. And the reason why you think it's sketchy is because they're living there. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, this is home. What are you talking about? Oh, right, this right here? Yeah. This is my... Uh, <laughs> This is my box. <laughs> Where there's no light, nothing like that. We live here. Mm-hmm. This is our area. This is our grounds. Him telling the cop, I'm going to go masturbate in the ocean. No fear. <laughs> Didn't even think about anything bad potentially happening. Well, no, because what's the worst that could happen? He goes and actually gets a home in jail? Right. That's Free probably meal. what the, I couldn't hear what the cops were saying. That's probably, oh, you think that's going to get you to go to jail, Neil? <laughs> you think you masturbating in the ocean is going to get you to go to jail, Neil? You're obviously tripping on some illegal drugs right now. You think you masturbating I'll in the ocean. I'll jerk off right here, right now. He was screaming at masturbate, though. He wasn't saying jerk off. He was saying masturbate the full time. Yeah, it was oh, awesome. Well, there were kids around. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody was paying attention to this guy. It was wild to me. Me and Sam just stared there and watched him for 16 minutes. He was at his whole thing. Nobody even cared. The UFOs flying over top, spotlights <laughs> in the sky. Nobody even cares. Oh, that's Iron Man Elon Musk's thing, they said. Is it? How do we know that? How do we know that that is just Elon Musk? Well, that's what they said. <laughs> the mayor sent a tweet out. That's not an alien. That's Elon Musk. It's like, seems like a spin zone to me. <laughs> it was crazy. It took up the whole sky. It took I, up literally the whole fucking sky. It's an impressive, uh, impressive operation he's running. Well, the one part, that I, the little twirly part that I saw that I thought for sure was the reason why I was an alien, uh-huh. I guess that thing just came back down and landed right where it oh, took yeah. us. It's one of the most impressive NASA for what? ever see. NASA worked for like 30 years Couldn't trying to get something yeah. to take off. They just Yeah, and then they would just whenever they would... Bring something down, they would just let it crash into the ocean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was the only movies you really hear about are people blowing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Elon, Elon Musk. Musk Elon Musk's like, now I'm gonna get this thing take off, and I'll have it come right here. By the way. <laughs> like you know, it'll be like a uh, a goddamn boomerang. Yeah, I'm gonna make this thing like a boomerang. It's gonna go up and come right back right here. Uh, prove it. The government said easily. Like, you got it. You guys let me send up a fucking space. <laughs> yep, here you go. Take off whenever you want. All right, here's the Falcon fucking nine coming at you. You might want to give a heads up to the whole state of California. By the way, it's gonna look like a UFO. Yeah, no, they won't even know. Everybody's going to see it. Elon's not going to do it and not let anybody see it. It's not going to be some little line in the sky. It's a good move by him. As Tony DeMano said in a classic film, Any Given Sunday, three minutes to the biggest battle of our professional life all comes down to today. And either we buy Thursday boots from ThursdayBoots.com or we're going to crumble out. Inch by inch, play by play, you find out life's this game of inches. And so is football. 
on this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for those Thursday boots. We claw with our fingernails for those Thursday boots because we know when we wear Thursday boots, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing, between living and dying. I'll tell you this. In any fight, it's the guy who is willing to die in his Thursday boots who is going to win that inch. And I know if I'm going to have any life anymore, it's because I'm still willing to fight and die for that inch. Because that's what living is. The six inches in front of your face and the Thursday boots on your feet. Now, I can't make you do it. You've got to look at the guy next to you. Look into his eyes. Now, I think you're going to see a guy who will buy those Thursday boots with you. You're going to see a guy who will sacrifice himself for Thursday boots because he knows when it comes down to it, you're going to do the same exact thing for him. That's Team Thursday, gentlemen. And either we heal now as a team or we will die as individuals. That's football, guys. That's all it is. Now, what are you going to do? Just head on over to Thursday Boots. Pick yourself up a pair today. Handcrafted with the highest quality materials and sold at honest prices, starting at just $149, including free shipping and returns. A great pair of boots are only a click away because it's Thursday every day, even on any given Sunday. Mm. Shout out Thursday Boots. Give me the boots. Thursdayboots.com, <laughs> $149, including free shipping and returns. That's wild. Not a bad deal. Not wild. a bad deal. Not a bad deal at all. Ladies and gentlemen, you're going to enjoy this conversation. Oh, yeah. A lot of energy coming. You might not be a WWE <laughs> fan. You might be a college football fan. College football player coming in here and talk. There's entertainer talk. There's gaming talk. It's good talk. This is a good conversation you're going to enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now are the three most electric humans on SmackDown, which you can watch this evening at Bankers Life Stadium in Indianapolis, Indiana. It is the hilarious the talented, mm -hmm. the pancake eating, mm -hmm. the pancake tossing, mm -hmm. the booty o having, mm -hmm. electric human beings of the New Day. Wow. That's a good start. Who? 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 Oh, I like I didn't notice this earlier. You got a Will Who? Smith in here. Yeah, oh, so uh, wow. that guy over there hates Will Smith. Why? So, uh, oh, yeah. hey. Oh Xavier. my hey, god. Dude yourself. is a hater. Right? How do you hate Will Smith? Hate Will Smith. Corny, man. Very what? corny. You mean talented? Uh, I mean, I don't know if he's wrong. Oh, oh, thank you. I love Will what Smith, but he could, he could be what? corny and very talented. Anyone can be corny. He's charismatic, yeah. is what I said. Extremely. He's yeah, very charismatic. He I don't think he's wrong. I don't think the man is wrong. That's, That's all I'm saying. Rains. That sounds like Reigns. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Don't thank take you. His wow. I am legend. Fresh Prince? Yeah. What? Come on. Man. It was all, it was all like all 15 years ago. Yeah. What's he done since? Oh, so you're one of those. Oh, what have you a, done had for me? Yep. Yeah. Had a talented yeah. son? What, had what a was family? That movie on, what was that movie on Netflix that you just made? On, on Bright. 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 Oh, I, heard, I heard that was horrible. Not the best oh, movie. Oh, best I heard it was horrible. Movie of I know. Yeah. It was good. Best movie of the year. Best of the year. It's good. I'll take your word for it. I didn't like that one. I never saw it. Speaking of hater, you just bashed Captain America just the other day. You. Same. So people think that I constantly bash him. It's that people constantly ask me and I give the same answer that I've given for years. It's not a new development. I don't like Captain America. I think he's a garbage troll. Unbelievable. <laughs> but but because of my hatred for years, my friend just gave me access to uh, to a ton of comics, and so I've got to read a certain section, like the the, the, the Brew Breaker. Something I can't remember the guy's last name, but it's it's his it's his run Ed, of Captain America. Ed they said if I don't like Captain America after reading those, then I just hate Captain America. So I'm going to give it a shot. Okay, so WWE super you guys are superheroes in real life though. 
I mean, if you look at everything, oh, sure. the <laughs> entrances, the way it's argue. shot with a name above it, little kids look up to you guys as if you're these incredible individuals. Did you all know you were going to be wrestlers? I like as if. As if. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are. You are. The, the athleticism of you three in particular, but also the sports entertainers around, is second to none. Kofi, whenever you would jump from things to things in the uh, Royal Rumbles, it was one of the greatest gimmicks I've ever seen in my entire well, life. I appreciate that. And I always say, like, uh, like, I get a lot of the credit for that, but, like, especially the past few years, I'm literally not doing anything. Like, carrying. I, I got clotheslined over the top rope and landed on East shoulders, and he carried me around the ring. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> what, at the, uh, the greatest Royal Rumble? Was oh. it the Royal Rumble or was it the greatest Royal Rumble? No, it was the actual Royal Rumble. Oh, it was the actual Royal the Rumble. Thing? So, yeah, I got, I got uh, like, again, thrown out. And there's Woods to save me with a platter of pancakes and then <laughs> save me with his chest. Super and then uh, both E and Woods then threw me over the top rope. I didn't do anything, so I don't know, but thank you. At least yeah. you didn't trip on the way to the ring that and slide underneath. <laughs> <laughs> that was tough. That was tough. That was the, yeah. Very that, memorable. That was, that was the Very moment. memorable. That was the, like yeah. the Wicked Witch of the West with his feet hanging out of the ring. Did you guys, <laughs> did you guys know you were going to be sports entertainers, wrestlers, or how did you kind of fall into it? Yes, for sure. Uh, for me, Kofi, I, you've been in for forty years. It's I know, <laughs> yeah, forty years and, and still going and barely, crushing too. Not just sur- <laughs> but I, I've always wanted to be a WWE superstar ever since I was a kid. This is the only thing I've ever wanted to do. Um, I actually got involved with uh, my wrestling team uh, in high school, thinking that it was actual WWE wrestling. My friend came, he's like, "Oh yeah, you should come to open match. We're gonna be wrestling." I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Came over, like, there's no ropes. It's like really hot in here. And, oh yeah, I mean, I knew that and stayed for four years, you know, but. Um, um, yeah, I, I was always told I was too small, you know, and um, those same people now are, are asking me for autographs for their kids. So any anyone out there with dreams, you know, yeah. follow your dreams. <laughs> Back does, then, they didn't love It does love come it. true. Yeah, that's awesome. Mike Jones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Big, right. Biggie, you were an Iowa football player. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's got to go well, last. He's got to go last. He's got to go yeah, last? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Well, you're a PhD, <laughs> yeah, a doctor. He's got the best story. Uh, so yeah, I always wanted to be a wrestler ever since I was little, but same thing as Kof, uh, just always thought I was too small, wasn't going to make it, people laughing and stuff. Uh, so just played a bunch of sports, uh, to try to get some sort of athletic prowess and then did it throughout college, throughout grad school and luckily got signed. Uh, Kof is actually there, uh, in my attempts to get a job. Oh, nice. So, uh, while I was in college, I asked my professors, kids, if you're listening, <laughs> ask your professors, I asked them if I could cut class and go down to what was at the time Deep South in Georgia. So me and my buddy jumped in a car, drove five hours down to Deep South, uh, suit on, resume in hand, open up the door in the middle of practice. And it was like, you know in, in movies when you walk into the wrong party and the record crashes? <laughs> <laughs> 100% like that. That's exactly uh, what it was. But yeah, Kof, Kof yeah. was legit in the ring. I was in the ring, like we were running a drill, and then the door swings open, and it wasn't the mailman. And everyone's just like, what is going on? <laughs> and this bright young man, you know, eyes wide open, you know, uh, resume in hand, which we all laughed at. But then when you think about it, like when you're going to look for a job, you're supposed to bring your resume, like he's in the right, you know? But uh, we were just like, why Why is he here? Hindsight's so, always funny. Uh, so I, I dropped my, my resume off and they're like, you know what? Come down next week. We'll put you on the show and, and see what you got, kid. And I'm like 19 years old, like freaking out. Like, yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get signed. I'm going to get a contract. <laughs> next morning, I wake up to a text saying, what did you do? I'm like, what? And I look on the internet. WWE pulls out of Deep South. 
So no more developmental right there. Yes. <laughs> so the day after you what? The, the day after I went down. <laughs> you opened that door, the WWE walked right the fuck exactly. out. Of it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's, what is this? Get out of here. So then fast forward like, I don't know, two years later, maybe three years, uh, I find what is new developmental, FCW, in Florida. So again, drive down <laughs> now to Florida, so even further. From where? Uh we're in South Carolina at the time. Okay. So drive down there, uh, find the place. I'm legit driving around for like three, four hours in the area, just like looking at buildings that might be able to be big <laughs> enough to have wrestling rings. <laughs> Finally, I find this place. I walk in again. Same exact thing happens. I got my resume in my hand, and Kofi's in the ring again doing this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, th this guy again. Oh, he's got his resume again. Resume. Yeah. Same, same suit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> WWE is out of here tomorrow, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But uh, but then luckily uh, a little while later I end up uh, getting a job and now we're sitting here doing this podcast with you. That's awesome. That's absolutely. You guys are such an incredible threesome, though. It, uh, well, yeah. Pause. Pause. <laughs> no, leave it. No, not wrong. One hundred percent right. Twenty eighteen. So what? You whenever you guys were placed together, it was a really cool thing though because the personalities were just so perfect. Biggie, you were the muscle there for a while. You still are actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't lose the muscle. Huge. You might be the most powerful looking human. I don't know. In general, probably are in real life. But as a human who's hung around a lot of monster humans in my life, you whenever you walked out the first time in WWE, I remember thinking like, yo. That dude is just another creature. That that dude is a human that they do not make them all equal. He looked like the strongest human of all time. I appreciate it. And that. then it turned out it was true. You're just carrying humans around. And then you have this incredible personality in your intro that you come out before the music hits. You're great on a microphone, too. You're, like, meant to be a wrestler. I'd assume that's what the dream was your entire life. No. Well, so the reason I always go last when we tell these uh like origin stories is uh, they always they both uh, were always told they're too small worked their whole lives to get here <laughs> I legit uh, was uh, I was on on campus at the time I was done playing ball at, at Iowa uh, but someone legit came up to me and said hey do you want to try this I was like I guess. I <laughs> that's, that's legit my story. That is, that's my origin story. Um, but yeah, yeah. So essentially, without uh, getting into too much boring detail, is Mike Doty, who uh, is a booster at Iowa and close with the wrestling program, friends with uh, Coach Gable. Um, he came up to me because I played with play ball with Mike Humpel, um, who was friends with him. And legit, I was in grad school at the time. I had a bunch of knee injuries playing ball. I tore both my ACLs, broke my right patella, tore my left pec in two and a half years. Jesus. So I was like, all right, this, this football thing just ain't, <laughs> <laughs> ain't working for me right now. Um, but I just was in grad school at the time, and legit, someone just came up to me and was like, hey, uh, WWE's looking for guys. You want to give this a shot? And I was like, yeah, let's let's try it. And then I got signed from there. Um, but it's I, I grew up, I was a fan as a kid, and I watched a lot of WCW. Goldberg was my favorite. I met him at a signing when I was like, 10 or 11 and uh but i just never it's, it's a weird thing to me to think oh i want to be a wrestler like you you watch it and it's like okay this is cool mm -hmm. but i never once thought this is a job i could once have <laughs> i never crossed my mind that's ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> have you looked at yourself <laughs> well, now, now i get it now i understand but yeah I, I mean i've been working out since i was 12 like working out for real like five six days a week and i just you know muscle grew from that seems like it's paid off yeah, yeah. Seems, i have not <laughs> how's the injuries been since you joined WWE, because this schedule is insane. What you guys do is absolutely insane. No off season, no off season. It's all year round. Baron Corbin was a teammate of mine with the uh, Colts my rookie year, and I just sent him a text uh, like a couple weeks ago, and I was like, uh, when WWE 2K19 came out, 
it was my friend back there is an incredible gamer and he had never lost in 2K ever in his oh. life. So then he plays, he plays as Baron Corbin loses. <laughs> <laughs> so I send a text, that's I send big. a text to him and I'm like, yo, man, like maybe train a little bit more so my guy doesn't lose <laughs> with you in a video game. Like maybe get after a little bit more in the offseason. He's like, there is no offseason, Pat. Okay, get off. <laughs> and I was like, hilarious answer from you, but it's real. The schedule, although it's not like back in the day, I assume the, the Road Warriors are like, we used to drive this every 360 days you guys are putting on shows four nights a week three mm -hmm. nights a week is the body been able to hold up after all your injuries in college and stuff like that yeah shockingly i feel great i don't know why but i feel great <laughs> um it's uh, it's a different grind from football for some reason for me just like when i get to college my body just fell apart um but it's definitely like you said there's no off season so it's, it's um it's just it's different. I don't know why this works better for my body, but most guys will tell you this is like I I talked to Bray about it and talked to some of the other guys that play college ball, uh, and Bray said this is harder on his body than college ball was. But it's also like one of the things that's been a saving grace for us is this three of us somehow yeah. we conned we conned the company <laughs> into allowing three of us to be in a tag team. This is months tag before. team champions. Three of you, by the way, incredible <laughs> good right. Uh, this is before we ever got on TV, months before. So we, we uh, pitched uh, this group a while ago, and uh, we conned Hayes into letting us work on the road. So we got to, before you ever saw us as a trio, we spent maybe, what, four to five months, maybe about yeah. half a year, just doing house shows at, without a name or anything, and we were doing tags. So on the live events, we'll do three, typically three live events a week, and that means we're doing tag matches, usually with a lot of nonsense, so not a ton of bumping. And then every third day, you'll be on the floor. So usually the first day is me and Kof. Second day is me and Woods. Third day, I'm just on the floor, usually like usually humping the floors, honestly. <laughs> just to of, myself. Hey, a lot yeah. of hip thrusting by you. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot of hip um, thrusting from Very me. flexible. But between yeah. them, <laughs> honestly, yeah. It's genetic. <laughs> yes, but, <laughs> but between, he just got real right there. Yeah. That but, was, uh, between that and uh, all the promos we do, like we don't really put a lot of mileage on our bodies as far as like mm. wrestling, so we we've been really fortunate to to not really do a whole lot. Don't tell anybody. Who's the <laughs> brains? Who's the brains behind the whole thing? Is it a collaborative effort? Like, because some of the stuff you guys have come up with, some of the best catch, the most most catchphrases stuff in the last ten years probably is from you guys. To be honest, oh, the who who is it's been waiting there. It's been sitting there for all these years. And as soon as you guys started doing it, I was like, oh, that's genius. Like, that is absolutely. And anytime you hear the word who, it's just like the Steve Austin what. Anytime yeah. you hear the who, it's hard not to just go, who, who. Yeah, and yeah. then the intro that you give in every city, it's the whole place is screaming it. So is it a collaborative effort? Who is the brains behind it? Uh, I mean, it's me. <laughs> well, ex explain. So we all contribute, yeah, yeah, yeah. but as far as the like the originator originator of the idea, uh, Woods was the one who came yeah. up with a faction idea. And I always say that it's a collaborative effort. And then E said, "If I don't start taking credit, he's going to start taking credit." So, <laughs> I respect that. I respect it a lot. No, it, de it definitely comes together with uh, something from each of us. And I feel like the, th the three of us work together because we are extremely similar, but we're also extremely different. Uh, Kofi and I are usually on the extremes of each end, and then it's whoever can convince E for that third vote. <laughs> I can be swayed. <laughs> so, so it works out very well because Kofi is a, a, one of the kindest, uh, most gentlest, if that's a word, yeah. uh, just, just greatest humans I've ever met in my life. And toughest, I'm just toughest. a complete uh, piece of trash. <laughs> <laughs> just a scumbag. And so E being in the middle, it, it really allows us to kind of see things from all perspectives, and we never really just rush into things like without thinking about them because we always have a group vote regardless of what it is that we do.
Oh, I th- well, that's I'm thinking, why three people works. Hold on, I'm thinking. Yeah, because there's the odd number there. I'm thinking of them sitting around. All right, I got this idea. Bootios. <laughs> <laughs> I need to hear a yay or a nay from everybody before we move forward. <laughs> Kofi, you in? Yeah, yeah. Bootios, I'm all in. Biggie's like, I don't know. What are we gonna be doing? And then it, I, I think of the round table of you guys voting for it, just yeah. being like a survivor type situation. <laughs> I tell you what, you're the swing vote here. I don't know if we're gonna make it. Bootios, and then pancakes. Here we are. Mm-hmm. It's a booty situation. Pancake booty is something that people, I don't know if that's where this came from. Yeah. yeah okay, good. Chappelle, so. <laughs> <laughs> Chappelle, shout out. Yeah. <laughs> but you, Kofi, you throw these pancakes, and we saw this mm-hmm. at, I saw it. I in, got hit with it, one at WrestleMania. Yeah. He, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Congrats. congrats. And I was aiming congrats. for Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> it's like being blessed. Yeah. Yeah. There he is. It's like the you. <laughs> So great. <laughs> but whenever... Now, I'm, I'm a person who enjoys observing things, right? It's uh, I enjoy it a lot. So I watch you throw these pancakes, and then I start, like, actually watching you throw it. And I'm like, oh, he's really trying to, like, put some real juice on it. Like, you're at, and I see you, like, targeting people and, like, attempting to hit them. It's like your own little game that's happening oh, yeah. out there. Oh, yeah. And I've never seen a Frisbee or a pancake tossed as accurately or as impressive as you Thank are. You. And I can't wait. We're about to do something in this office where I'll make a donation if you mm-hmm. can do it. But when did the pancake thing just become a thing. Like, when did that... Because they're there for a little bit, you were dumping them out of boxes, mm-hmm. and then the platter came, and then just hucking pancakes around the <laughs> arena. I don't know how you get that cleared in 2018, but it happens. Here we are. We and it, <laughs> it's a beautiful thing to watch, though. Yeah. it's a, So it was actually the, uh, the reverse of that. The platter... Came before the box. Oh, there we go. We, we, yeah, we actually. Get your facts right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do your research. Very important. That's on me. Watch this coming. We're done. We're done. Before the plot. <laughs> <laughs> but we actually had like a, a lumberjack match where um, myself and E were taking on uh, Kevin Owens and Sam Zayn, and uh, there was a lumberjack match, and uh, of course, uh, you know, so Woods was uh, was on the outside and took the role of chief lumberjack, right? And you respect, think of, by the way. Well, yeah. yes, because I'm on the team, but I'm also a lumberjack. So mm-hmm. I'm in charge on the floor. Yeah. More more than the people on the floor. So yes. you got you let them know who's chief. in charge. You listen. He's the chief jack. <laughs> he was the chief jack. And of course, you know, you think of lumberjacks. What do you think of? You think of flannel. So we had the flannel, sleeveless. Yep. Uh, also, I had the hat on too. If I don't recall, mm-hmm. if I recall correctly, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Some jeans, looking like a real lumberjack. But what do lumberjacks eat? Paul Bunyan pancakes. They don't yeah. eat Paul Bunyan. Oh, Paul Bunyan. <laughs> 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 but pancakes. Yes. Yeah. Yo, that's yeah. House Paul Bunyan. <laughs> they ate them. <laughs> But okay, so with that, so I'm fully dressed like in like the cosplay. We tried to get like a beard cleared. They're like, that's a little much. <laughs> right, I feel like a few hours before we went out, he's looking at me. He goes, "Shouldn't you have pancakes?" And we're like, "Well, of course." And then we had the pancakes. And then the next week, for some reason, we were just like, "He goes, you want to do pancakes again?" And we're like, <laughs> yeah, sure. And then we went and asked Vince, and he goes, uh, "Can we throw pancakes out?" Because we did it last week. He goes, "Do you want to?" I said, "Yeah." He goes. All right. <laughs> and now it's like eight months later. Is that a wild... <laughs> so long. Okay, as a guy who drove from South Carolina to Deep South and then to Florida, mm-hmm. is it a wild thought? Just you open the door of the resume at one point, and now you're walking up to Vincent Kennedy McMahon. A, uh, I was thinking about we should throw pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> is that a why? Is it a wild world to like think it, about it all come together? It used to be very surreal. Now it's like it's it's normal, obviously, because it's our everyday. But uh, it's it's still strange to me that we get to go out and do what we do. Because like you said, Kofi's trying to beam people with pancakes. That's what it is. Like 
people don't know we're not throwing pancakes to them. <laughs> this is throwing at pancakes him. at them. Like we've hit so many people who've been like texting on their phones, <laughs> like, right in the face. Oh, that was the best. we're trying to maim. Yeah, keep your head on a swivel yeah. when you go out there. Did you guys get a score? That's probably what happened to him. I was taking a video for the Instagram, and a pancake hit my phone, hit me right in the arm. Bam! And, perfect, I, and I was nice. aiming for that. <laughs> he asked a great question. He said, "Do we keep score? We need to start keeping score. Ooh. You're going to win." But yeah, dry erase board, a dry erase well, board. Some, some people now have like the uh, hit me with a pancake, and they'll like cut a hole on their sign and put their face in it. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is great. <laughs> yeah, give me a target. So I used to be punter kicker, and there used to be balls that I thought was very good, and then I would miss. Is there times where you throw and you think you're spot on, and you miss, and you're like, oh, I'm losing it. I'm yeah. losing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not that you're losing it. We have, we, have a, <laughs> we have a big tray, so there's always you know uh, multiple chances, and you really have to adjust because you don't know what the air in the building is going to be like. Right. Yeah. You know, you don't know what the altitude. We were in Denver a couple oh, weeks ago. The altitude, the altitude, a little bit different. Flies. A little bit different yeah. than being in Kentucky. Kentucky, you know, so you have to, you know, throw the first pancake adjust. out there yep. and adjust. It's like playing golf and they take the the, the grass yeah, yeah. and they, you know, they they, they the dangle it down. They, you know, yes, yep. and you see where the wind is at. Yeah. You just, you know, you, t you throw one pancake and then you make the adjustment. How do you get the right consistency? That's we who makes the pancakes? Mr. Bootyworth mm -hmm. is our chef. <laughs> nice. All our pancakes. That little kid that was in the... In That's a grown man. That's a grown man. man. He's older man. than all of us. Yep. yep. Hey, good skincare. <laughs> he looks like a twelve-year-old out there. That, oh yeah, that guy makes the pancakes. He does. That's right. the best. We found him. We found him when he was thirteen <laughs> on the streets. <laughs> on the streets. We hey, nursed him selling back to his body. Hey, yeah, what, yeah, what, yeah. what, what, selling what do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> I want to be a doctor, a lawyer, maybe uh, sell my body. <laughs> yeah. Better idea. Nah. You make pancakes for us. Exactly. Yeah. Pancakes for exactly. us. He was hurting, just shivering on the corner. <laughs> <laughs> so come to us. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. Yeah. Smackdown is a banker's life this evening. Uh, what should people be expecting? Should people take signs for you to hit them with pancakes? What should people do? 100% bring signs. The, the great thing about a WWE show, and I always say this, is that if you've never been, it's awesome, man, because you go there and it's like this huge athletic contest and storytelling and pyrotechnics uh, sometimes. Not so much anymore. Every now and then there's a lot of like pyrotechnics and loud music. You know? and, and it's a place where it's like okay to, to go and just be crazy. You know what I'm saying? You cheer for the the people who you like, you boo the people who you don't like. You go out there and just just have a good time. We see all those signs, you know, as as small as you think your sign is, we notice those like even in the top deck. So you know, come out and have fun, man. It's it's just yeah. awesome. Oh, by the way, one of my favorite signs. You remember the one uh, with the butt cheeks and the person can move the butt yes. cheeks? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> great. With a little great. stick. Oh, yeah, people yeah. Are so creative. Yeah, man. yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah. It really is. It really is. Well. Thank you for everything, the entertainment that you've brought the world through the WWE. You guys are incredible, incredible trio. Do you guys have any questions for these athletes? I, I asked. I have my fucking pancake question. Because yesterday we he's dealt with it. He's been struggling. They've been trying to find you these pancakes. We, we were thinking you had to get the right consistency. We like, ordered them yesterday. Enough, it was it's very important. Enough. It was a full yeah. panic mode because some of them were crumbling when we were trying to throw Oof. them. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, they the got first, is it, touched. I thought the first month of us throwing yeah. pancakes. Oh, then, we, then we realized, ah. Oh, you we, don't we, feel as bad. Is it in the overmixing? We don't cook them now. We don't cook them. You Mr. Know, Booty Mr. Bootyworth cooks yeah, them. You'd have to tell you about the yeah. consistency. Mm -hmm. But you know what also helps? Sometimes when they come out and they're fresh, they're a little bit harder to throw. So we might let them sit six, seven hours. <laughs> you know? We and got some that are like 24 hours. Yeah. 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 Oh, perfect. Even They'll better. stiffen up a little Even bit. Better. And people will eat them. Do you guys so. have any uh, anything's cooking right now? If that makes sense? Because <laughs> you had the Bootyo cereal. 
Then you uh-huh. move to the pancakes. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that the the survivor voter voter panel is well, currently? I'll tell you one thing: the fact that we don't have an IHOP uh, sponsorship That's or something. Absurd. Absurd. We've Travis. been trying to someone someone absurd. come through. Oh, man. Yes, yeah, yeah, Booty's yeah. Yeah. looking. Booty, 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 no S. That's on there. That's on there. That's the salesman. He'll spit in your meal. He'll spit in your meal. Booty work. But as far as anything cooking, like things that we do. I want to say that there's these three or four grueling months of planning and figuring out <laughs> arcs for no. things. Like at month two, we can do this. At month four, we can do that. Dude, Budios came about because we saw a sign that someone put us on a Wheaties box one day. Mm-hmm. And then like, what, two weeks later? It, we, so it is, it's, it's, it's really oh, crazy to think yeah. about this whole story, right? So uh, we, were think, we needed a new t-shirt. Um, and uh, Merch game, by the way, great business. But yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, oh, yeah. well, you know, we try. Buy shirt now, pay my shirt. <laughs> we, we, try. we try. But um, so we were sitting uh, at a table. Actually, I'm not sure where Woods was, but me and he were sitting at the table, oh. and we're like, "Hey, um, voted you up." You know, <laughs> no, no. We're like, "Hey, we know we need to come up with this shirt." Oh, well, you see, last night someone had the Wheaties box. He said. Someone had the Wheaties box with our pictures on it. Maybe we have like a, a T-shirt with the cereal with our pictures on it. Like, oh, that yeah, that's really cool. And then we're just marinating. He's like, oh, how about Bootios? I'm like, that's it, <laughs> genius, you know. So uh, like, I thought it might have been booty eight, sweat from Tropic Thunder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like eight hours later, we uh, see Woods at the building, and I'm so excited to tell him about this. I'm like, hey, me and E were sitting down at the table. We came up with this great idea. You know how we saw the cereal with our faces on it? And before I could even finish the sentence, he's like, oh yeah, Bootios. I swear to God, we had no so no weird. communication, no what. Oh, oh, Budios, yeah, that'd be a good. What, like, how does that happen? <laughs> really? How does that happen? You know what I mean? Such like, a wild name, just yeah. so Pop wild, out of nowhere, and just it's like, destiny. just so so like, look at it, just matter of fact. Like, oh, booty, like, <laughs> I couldn't you believe know. it before I could even finish like getting the the thought out. He like, so this is just like the synergy that we have, and I I keep I tell these guys, especially like lately, I've been real thankful to uh, be on a team where like everything is just so easy and everything flows and like the chemistry is always there and we've never gotten into a fight you know knock on wood but like (laughs) it's just like it it's it always comes so easily you know like the chemistry is very very real like the the bootio story i swear to god i cannot make that up you know what i mean like (laughs) well there's no reason it's just (laughs) 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 we got a podcast coming up that sounds believable use that one (laughs) did you guys each have a favorite wrestler when you were growing up and have you got to to meet that person? Oh, 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 hold on! Oh, Have okay. that removed. Okay. There's too many wires in here. A man almost just died. Tripped on a wire. <laughs> everything's very mobile. Get the wires out of the walls. So everything's very mobile. Uh, mine was Goldberg. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know why I did that uh, intonation in the pre-tape once. It was funny though. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I met Goldberg when I was a kid, and it was dope for him to come back. And uh, we were. Uh, in the back of one of his walks. Uh, so it's kind of full circle for me. You know, the Goldberg walks were legendary as a kid, him coming out. And nice. for some reason, he always had a bunch of security, even though he was like the baddest man <laughs> in the whole arena. But, but he, boy, he needed some security. Um, him but yeah, that was smoking dope. the sparks, still one of the most impressive things. Really dope, man. Yeah. It hurt so yeah. bad. And, and also, it's terrible. It's a terrible yeah. taste. I've accidentally had a firework go off very close to me yeah. and huffed it. And it's a terrible taste. And he did that every night of his life right? <laughs> for a long time. Yeah. Like a him. black lung right now. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what put him out. <laughs> Trying to retire. That's yeah. why I left. <laughs> <laughs> Got the black lung. <laughs> Pop. 
<laughs> Kofi, oh, who'd you enjoy? My favorite wrestlers, my guys were always the uh, the high flyers and martial artists. So Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was that mm-hmm. hybrid, you know what I mean? And he came out with the bright colors and the fire breathing and Komodo dragon, you know, just doing all types of karate and, and jumping off the top rope. So Steamboat was definitely my guy. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Wait, number one? I like this. Get no. up. <laughs> really? My, Everything comes my, easy. It always changes. Okay, because I thought it was always Sean. Yeah, me too. He, it was always like, oh, Ricky, and then Sean is my like number one A, yeah. n- number one for uh, sure. So it always go, it always changes between Ricky, Sean, and and uh, Mysterio. It's mm-hmm. on like a constant rotation. Yeah. I didn't know this. I, no, me neither. <laughs> yeah, I always heard Sean. Oh, it's yeah. Kofi. You've been lying to your kids. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it seems yeah, like you've been like, lying. The first, synergy. That's the same. I've been given that answer for a decade. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What we're saying is that your answer changed because you didn't add... Sean, not even a mention of Sean. Wow. How about you doing that? It changes. It changes. What do you want from me? And I've never heard Ray. Wow. (laughs) Ray, being the underdog, Ray's brand new. We share similar stories. What are you talking about, guys? Is this the beginning of the end of the new day? This is it. I don't know. They question my eyes. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I've been here too long. Never had a fight coming here. You did this, Pat. You did this to us. Why? You did this. I didn't mean it. I'm so sorry. That's going to be a real shame when this thing all breaks up. What a run you guys had. The one guy hated Will Smith. Ruined the whole thing. Ruined it. You don't like Miami? Nick Marotta is to blame for this. That's awesome. How about you, Xavier? My favorite wrestler has always been the same answer. Always. Uh, Too Cold Scorpio. Oh. Listen to that. You gotta, I didn't hear you. He like that. See, you got to moan. I didn't hear you because my wire wasn't attached, so I literally couldn't hear well, that was like That was like a sleeper pick. That's yeah. one you don't expect. Too, he was awesome. Too Cold Scorpio. Oh, nice. That's Flash the Mortal Kombat guy? No. Oh, wow. <laughs> <Get over> there. <laughs> he used to come out the jungle boogie and do the 450 splash. So nasty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is sick. that what uh, Ricochet does now? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Except uh, Tuco Scorpio was like 250 yeah. and like 6'4, yeah. and he can do a moonsault leg drop. Yo, you remember when Brock used to do the shooting star? And I remember. Then he almost got paralyzed <laughs> at one time? Yeah. 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 Why, why'd you feel yeah. the need to stand up yeah, on that? Because <laughs> in my head, I was like a 280 pound gorilla basically oh, doing yeah, the yeah. shooting star. Some of the athletes that you guys include. That come out of the WWE are just next level. I don't fully comprehend it. Yeah, yeah it's like even though even though that one got messed up, there's video of like Brock and OVW doing shooting star presses with ease. It's like a there's a bunch. Yeah, he and used to he do it all the time. Land like a pit bull, like back arch. Just <laughs> <laughs> frightening. You what a frightening human being. Yeah. Frightening. Frightening. Does everybody get along? In the in the thing, all right. So it's like a high school. You guys it's, travel uh, a lot. It's, like, it's, like, a it's like a job. There's people yeah. that you like, people you don't like. Some people that you just know. Okay, don't associate. Just don't mm-hmm. hang out. But I mean, once we go through the curtain, like all that's backstage. Yeah. Like everybody yeah. understands you're trying Business. to feed your family. You're you're working a yeah. job. Like it's there's there's no animosity like out there. It's on, a, on our end, at least. It's surprisingly chill though. <laughs> Way more than yeah. you would think with a bunch of like uh, muscled up dudes. You think it'd be like a lot crazier. But everyone, for the most part, is pretty cool. Yeah. And I would to say you probably. I mean, partially. they see those tits. They're like, I ain't, gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I ain't doing anything to that guy. Hey, dog. Hey, dog. We want no problems with you or them titties. Right <laughs> 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 We're with him. We're yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, yeah. I think a lot of it, too, is because uh, the culture's kind of changed a little bit in the past, what, a lot? Three, four years? Been like yeah, a little, five a little, bit, of, so, a little yeah. bit of evolution. Yeah. Uh, oh. how, how many years? 
Hey, by the way, good word. Yeah, I wasn't trying to do that on purpose. Five, it was five. <laughs> five. Yeah. Well, tell them the people might not know about the well, five. Well, in NXT, count, I, you know, I did the five count with King Kong yeah. Bundy, and I was mm-hmm. the man doing the five count. Huh, three and enough, I need five. See, I, the, re- the reason this is a thing now is because when I mention it, <laughs> he don't he don't want to see me shine. Oh, incorrect. <laughs> I talk about my I talk about my glory days in NXT doing the five count, and Woods always rolling his eyes. Like, oh, <laughs> incorrect. Yeah. I love to see my man shine. That's hey, why this I'm is gonna be it. You guys are really no. That's that's why I toned it down on the weights because I was about to take the muscle spot. We are, we are trying to switch, though. Yeah. We, uh, if he gets to two... Because I've been slimming down. I was like 305 for three years, and I'm about 270 right now. Uh, and Woods started bulking, so... Uh, I said I, I'll try to meet him at 240. 240. I want to see Woods put on another 35 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> a good power gut. That's yeah. what that man needs. A singlet and a power gut. I'm 240 right now. I can give you, give you a <laughs> gut if you need it. All right, I'll take a little bit. I got some like, shit. I'll take a little bit. Can you play the uh, trombone? Uh, I tried once on the floor. I just picked it up and tried blowing in it. It's not. <laughs> I thought it was that simple. Yeah, just, just blowing the hole, right? You put your mouth like over the mouth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm done playing that until. <laughs> was it better than the spinneroonie attempt? Because you guys, you two nailed the spinneroonie. Oh boy, Big yeah, e, I feel like mine was memorable. You know what I mean? It was. <laughs> not for the right reasons. Not for the right reasons. The interpretation was. A yeah, well, different. I mean, I knew I couldn't do it, so I was like, let me try to do something sort of funny. <laughs> Yeah. What a moment! What a moment! Yeah, it was a moment. It was. It was cool. That's all that matters. Cool. Speaking of moments, go enjoy the moment tonight at Banker's Life. Smackdown is in the house. The New Day, the Bootios, the Pancakes, the everything invading Indianapolis, Indiana. Can't wait to go watch that tonight. Can't wait to watch Kofi throw pancakes in the Fantasy Factory in a little bit. Uh, Xavier Woods, I think we're doing a little up, up, down, down. Oh yes, sir. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm not a gamer. Oh, no, that's fine. We're going to play a game called Gang Beast, oh, where you just flail around like a moron, so it's fun. Sounds like my life. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that being said... Well, uh, what, what am I going to do? So, I had an idea. I had an idea, okay. but I was told possibly no Uh-oh. by your handlers. Oh, oh boy. We have oh, handlers? Handler. Hit, yeah, hit me with it. What's, what's the idea? Okay, so we have a 225 bench record in the, in the office. Okay. Oh... You know, and there, there is a. <laughs> you see, how, serious. You see how serious his face is. I, I think, I think it's something that you should get. Who told? First of all, they told you no on the two twenty five deadlift. But I mean, sorry, on the two twenty five bench. But once it, overseas, they made us deadlift a bar. It was a stationary bar, like you couldn't, you couldn't move it. No warm up or anything. We did like a couple jumping jacks. And they had us, they had us try to herniate a disc. <laughs> by pulling, yeah, by pulling this bar that does not move. Yeah. That measures force. Another time they had us do a CrossFit workout. <laughs> do we look like we do CrossFit? No. I move a bar one time as fast as I can. That's about it. They had us do this CrossFit workout with a bunch of fans overseas and yelled at us because we didn't want to be running up and down for an hour. Oh, the best. We got like, oh, what's going on? Like, well, Cesaro did it last week. Like, I don't care what Cesaro did last week. You should yeah. have Cesaro. 225 yeah. bits. That's, that's cake. Let's go. <laughs> what's the problem? Okay, good. That's great news, by the way. Because this show might be the end of the new day. <laughs> yeah, when I tear a peck. <laughs> yeah, don't even put that in the universe. Don't need it. Nobody's scared of anymore. <laughs> oh, one titty. Oh, one titty. That's the thing you know why you realize is new day is always on the brink. That's what keeps us. That's what keeps us here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the edge. Uh-oh. Right, right. Yeah. It's the edge. Yeah, that's, it. that's it. Hey, take it easy on the microphone. Yeah, guys. yeah. We're <laughs> going too loud. Pop, popping. We're popping. Well, anyways, <laughs> great conversation. Uh, thank you so much for listening. You guys have a great Tuesday. Go to SmackDown tonight. It should be awesome. Can I ask uh, a question? Yeah, man. Who'd you just wave to? 
That was the. There's a camera right there. Oh, dope. Got oh, him. there we go. Just, I, I'm, I'm not. Got him. Can I not ask? Jelly. He got you. Can I not ask? I just answered a question. Yeah. There was no getting. No, no. It's not. It's not on you. Jelly. Jelly over here. Just say it. Jelly's been walking in front of the goddamn camera this whole time. This leather jacket. I met Joey when he was working for the NFL Network. By the way, he told us. Good guy. Great guy. You're not gonna wear that fit though and be behind the camera the whole time. No way. You gotta show that off. Way. Rock star, it. rock star, this guy. You guys all are. That's the rock star life. The WWE you guys on the road selling out arenas. It's amazing. Good for you guys. Hey, thanks, thanks man. man. Just from showing up and interrupting Kofi's workout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> to That's now being a tag team champ with Here three people. Are. Five time. Yeah, yeah five time. What was on your resume? Uh, <laughs> it's a great question. Yeah, so, yeah I was so important. What was on the resume? <laughs> Everything over the whole great time. Flat back. So athletes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great flat back. I can run the ropes at 2.3 meters per second. <laughs> uh, no, it was all like the independent places that I worked, like throughout the southeast, uh, the places that I got to school, the uh, jobs that I had. So I'd work at a daycare for five years and worked in a biopsychology lab. Places that I went to school, so they saw that I had education. The fact that I was in band and we won festival a few times. It's a big, uh, essentially band tournament. And you go play in like Carnegie Hall and stuff, like Nick so, Cannon. Yeah, pretty Drum much. Drumline, bro. He Drum can't line. read music. Whoa. It was crazy Heck what yeah. he could do. That's wild. <laughs> he could so, just see it and do it. It was le- insane. legit. Legit. Anything <laughs> that I've done that I thought was like meaningful. So it was like, oh, I was like a triathlete in high school, and I did this in college. I was a cheerleader. So like every little thing that I did. Normal I like, resume. Yeah, because I mean, because I'm not over six feet tall. Mm-hmm. I'm not like two fifty. So in my brain, I was like, Yet. well, I got to, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two, 240 is the absolute cut. We'll soon. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, anything that I thought might uh, get them to go, oh, okay, cool. So, well, yeah. I do have one last question. You guys got any extra uh, jumpsuits laying around? Because those yeah. are pretty fresh. Ooh, pretty dope feel up. Forever I Love Atlanta. Had no idea they still exist, but you guys. Feel us making a comeback, by the yeah. way. Feel us making a comeback. Through, we got to connect. Everything does. Yeah, we got a plug. We got to feel a plug. Is uh, this a sponsor? Uh, kind of, sort of. It's a, it's a uh, handshake relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't look into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll well, they wasted all their money on that dumb, uh, dumb IHOB. They could have yeah. just paid International you guys. House of could have. Wait, so what, was, what was the point of that? Was that? That's unnecessary. It was dumb. It was a waste of money. They should be investing in people that are tossing pancakes around every Tuesday night. One would think. It's logic. One would think. Speaking of thinking. Not a lot of that happens on this show, <laughs> and I can't wait to see the amount of thought and prime that went into the pancake toss. It's definitely going to be a mess yeah, uh, for sure. <laughs> can't wait to see those things explode all over the place. Kofi, oh, Biggie, yeah. Xavier Woods, thank you so much for joining us. The New Day is one of the coolest things going in the WWE. It's awesome to watch you guys grow, thank and you. Uh, it's cool. Thank you so much for coming through. Grow, can't wait to watch <laughs> the 225 bench. Yeah, we're doing that. Don't pop a titty in here. No, no, no. Please nah, don't. I don't nah, need nah. to be known for that. You find out they're all silicone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just all implants. <laughs> Look away. Uh, hashtag endgame. Hashtag endgame. Send a picture of the photo of the sign you're taking to SmackDown tonight in Indianapolis. Be creative. They can see them. Mm-hmm. You see them. They can see them. Remember that. Just like in NFL games, we can hear you. <laughs> Remember that. You got old white dudes telling Robert Mathis they're gonna beat his ass. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> just, uh, while you were while you were playing Cornell in the parking lot, he was warming up to attempt to hurt people. <laughs> Sit your old ass down. <laughs> drink the drink the pop. Have a great time. Other than that, have a great day. Enjoy your Tuesday. Uh.